Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now, live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM. In Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love to have you over on the YouTube and Facebook side of things. You can like us on Facebook and watch us on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed so you get all the great videos up on Pirate Radio TV and hit the thumb. Give us a like on this Monday. Shirley Rhodes is here. And her Miami Dolphins victory Monday hat. Joey has something to celebrate. He was at uh, Bank of America Stadium yesterday watching the Panthers pick up their first win. Chan Antonio is back from Chan Antonio. He is here. Ellerby here as well. The big dog Glenn Griffin packed house on this Monday. And some guests to get to as well, including Double B, Brian Bailey, back from San Antonio. I had a great edition of the Brian Bailey Show earlier today. We will talk Pirate football, NFL, high school playoffs, and more with Double B coming up at 4 o'clock. And Jason Nichols, the MVP of our game day coverage team, will join us here coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll have more thoughts on ECU football. His Falcons losing yesterday to Will Levis. Four touchdowns for the rookie in his debut. So we'll talk a little NFL, a little college football, everything in between with Jason Nichols. And as always, if you have a question for one of our guests, us, uh, you can get that in on Facebook and X uh, and YouTube. All right. Uh, Ellerby to my left. Chandler, how we doing, guys? Hey, Clipper. Doing good. Chan, welcome back. I had a Thank little uh, travel issues huh yeah that was a nightmare uh it happens all the time i'm sure in the uh air travel but yeah a couple of delays forced us to stay in dallas for one more night but we were able to get back today and be in be on time for our 130 staff meet just dedication that's what we got with the chan antonio there clip rock he uh goes above and beyond when it comes to american airlines to make it happen that's right chandler are you making the trip to boca raton that's a good question We'll talk about um, that later. Yeah, right, we uh, we do have, we will have team coverage uh, for the final four games, including uh, the home game this Saturday against Tulane. We will have people boots on the ground in Boca Raton and also in uh, Annapolis. I will be at Navy. Yes. Yeah. By the way, that kickoff for ECU FAU four o'clock. What are you thinking? Three thirty this week. Four o'clock. What happened? What happened to Nooners? Where are the Nooners? Bring Navy, on the Nooners. Navy's, so, a, Navy's know, a Nooner. I know. Navy's a Nooner, so it's coming. It's coming. And that was set weeks ago. Well, that was set, yeah, at the outset of the schedule, it yeah, seemed like. that was one of the early games, but uh, tough. Great day here at Pirate Radio. Tough four quarters for the Pirates uh, in San Antonio. Yeah, first quarter went good. They have more yards in the first quarter than they had all last week against Charlotte. That is crazy to think about. And they opened up right off the bat going deep to Chase Sowell, who's been really great for the Pirates uh, the past few weeks, uh, especially in, in at Rice. 
um what was it some it was chase so well was it mm-hmm. you positive i'm 110 percent positive okay Ooh. Given the extra ten percent, uh, it was it was okay. it was All Chase. Right. So I'm gonna so, trust you. You were there. You seemed positive. I thought yeah. it was Jalen Johnson. Pirates so, were leading 17-14 at one point as well. Even in the post game, when I asked about that, uh, the Jalen Johnson, I asked about you know starting off hot, starting off aggressive, and he said, "Yeah, great catch by Chase." <laughs> okay, so it was Chase. Yeah. So right. my um, bad. Uh, yeah, but the Pirates, uh, right off the bat, they were like, hey, let's go deep. Let's shoot our shot. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get down into uh, uh, into good territory there, but come up empty. Then they went U- four and out. But, then yeah. UTSA goes down, scores quick, and then you're like, oh, here we go. But what does the Pirates do? They go down and they respond. What do they do that they haven't done all year? They threw to the t- or to a wide receiver for a touchdown. Pretty pass. That was Jalen yes, Johnson. That was Jalen Johnson. So that was uh so the Pirates, you know, tied up. It looks great. They're they're looking great on offense, looking aggressive. But uh in that first half, UTSA with some explosive plays and when the offense finally is doing something, the defense that has been helping out the offense all year and keeping the Pirates in games just give up the big play. And Mike Houston talked about that. And I asked him, you know, what was the message at halftime? Because in the second half, the da- the damage was limited. They, 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 they didn't give up the big play, the explosive play. And he was said it was just, you know, just simple mental mistakes. And you had to remind them, hey, let's play like we have played all year. And, um, yeah, that just kind of hurt us with those explosive plays and when the Pirates were trying to get up front. And they did with the pick six by uh, Dontavious Nash. Yeah. That was awesome. So. Hey, it was, we had our uh, Celsius watch party, thanks to Celsius, Papa John's, Tiebreakers, Wings Over Greenville, yep. Bud Light, U.S. Sailor, Halloween Express. Um, <laughs> right. You get them all in. Good what job. what we, car number do you ride? We had, uh, we had fun for a little while. We kind of looked at each other and said, hey, we're in a good game. Kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of App State going back and forth. And the offense was was there to play, and then hit a wall. And yeah. the, the old offense for the Pirates showed up. When did you feel the mood switch there, Chandler, in the Alamo Dome? Uh, after, really, it was after that pick six, and in two plays, I believe they went down and scored. Yeah, that has happened way too much this year. That where... was when I was like, man, because it was right before the half. Pirates had a chance to go into halftime with a lead, and in two plays i looking at the clock i'm like all right just get a stop make them you know force a punt let's just go into halftime with the lead a minute later they've got the lead utsa has the lead off of two plays on the drive so that's when i was just kind of like all right our offense is finally doing something it looks like our defense can't stop them today how do you grade out uh, the alamo dome and san antonio as a new conference member uh i would say utsa in that atmosphere with the alamo dome 10 out of 10. It's all it's a great atmosphere. The UTSA fans are passionate. They show up, they're loud, which I mean it is inside a dome. Um but they're very that's a very passionate fan base. Their student section's loud. Uh the tailgating scene was awesome. And I'm saying that because just a few weeks ago I was at Rice. Rice has, you know, been in a conference with us before in the CUSA days and Rice was just pitiful. No atmosphere at all. So of course, you're sitting there, and East Carolina used to play Tulane at the Superdome. They didn't, you know, nobody showed up for their games. But at the Alamo Dome, UTSA fans love their UTSA football. Yeah. Um, they're 13, and they're a great football. football team too. I like UTSA. I like the nickname Roadrunners. I love their logo on the helmet and I like at midfield. Colors. 
i i wanted i do too and i wanted i liked frank harris until he complained about every hit oh he, he wanted took. a targeting every single time and uh yeah i don't like him as much coming out of the game yeah, well, i don't think we'll have to see him anymore after eight years of college football you sure <laughs> are you sure, sure about, about that, that? can you get one more if if he plays again next year then we should be able to get holton Naylor's back to play more yeah. football for east carolina or another pinkney yeah yeah pick a pinkney yeah pinkney can work too <laughs> that's always a good call uh utsa was my preseason pick to win the league and they are set up right now to basically if they're going to be favored the next three games or whatever before they play Tulane in the regular season finale and uh, it could be a lot on the line there yeah, of course, uh, the Pirates have Tulane this week at home, a double-digit underdog again. And, uh, you know, Tulane's kind of an interesting perspective because, of course, last year they went 12-2, and beat Lincoln Riley in the Cotton Bowl. They're having a great season this year, only have lost to uh, Ole Miss, have won six in a row. But just a few years, just the year before their 12-2 and season, they went 2-10. and Yeah. And I know you're going to talk to Corey Glore later this week, but uh, oh. Willie Fritz was able, you know, he's been there for a while. I mean, he's, he's got a... The, the program in the American right now to the team to beat. So uh, you kind of wonder, you know, how did Willie Fritz flip a 2-10 and 10 team to a 12-2 and two team? And can East Carolina, you know, season's still four games left, but East Carolina is obviously going to be in a similar flip mode when it comes to 2024 because there's obviously going to be no postseason for East Carolina now. Yeah, they have something that UTSA has, too, in a veteran quarterback, Michael Pratt. It seems like I was in the empty stadium of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium back in 2020, and he was carving up the Pirates, and he's still there. And I mean, I, it's kind of like when you talk about football, if you got a quarterback, then, I mean, you're set up to succeed, and that's what Tulane's had the past few years. He also played when he was young. Uh, his first action coming as a freshman uh, in 2020, John, uh, 20 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and then he played again as a freshman 2021 uh 21 touchdowns eight interceptions uh last year 27 to 5 ratio yeah this year 14 to 3 i mean they've got their quarterback in place and that is one of the big reasons why they've been able to do what they do yeah absolutely and uh right now if you're looking at east carolina and I, i thought you know we had a lot of great calls on the fifth quarter a lot of people you know still frustrated still trying to figure out uh what is the game plan what is the fix at this point what is the target east carolina is aiming at because you know this is season 10 in the american and uh the pirates are losing to first year teams in the american and uh just not 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 competing really just not not a very good football program right now so how can east carolina flip the script and become a team that uh east carolina fans want to see on saturdays again that's uh, the big question. I guess money. So mon- money, money is going to be a big part of it, and I think I think there has to be a very active and proactive game plan sometime during the month of November presented to the Pirate Nation of, of what is going to be the fix. What is the big picture fix of uh, how East Carolina can go really from the basement to the to the top to the penthouse? And uh, it, it's uh, I think I think the good news is is very doable in this conference. I think there, there's a uh, I don't think there's really any giant killers sitting 
above us, you know, there's some really good football teams. I mean, one's going to be this Saturday in Tulane, but they're going to lose their quarterback. I mean, so there's some opportunity to make some immediate movement if the right uh, players and a plan is in place. And uh, I think that's that's going to be the narrative and, and, and the story to follow over the final four weeks of this East Carolina football season. If I have to look into my very cloudy, unclear crystal ball, I see uh, offensive overhaul, uh, new coordinator, new position coaches. I think we do a top-to-bottom portal quarterback. I think the offense is completely different next year. Uh, scheme and personnel. Um, and defensively, I see Blake Harrell hired away and some of our best defensive players. This offseason? Leaving, yes. I, I think that, I think that's the nature of the beast. Offense think, moving up, defense moving down, and hopefully we find a happy medium where we can win some games. And that's just the reality of college football in today's world. Yeah. There's there's always you know the moving parts used to be just the coaches and the administrators, and then obviously of most recently the, the the conference realignment. Schools would be constantly moving, and there's still some movement there. But uh, now the players are in on the action, and that's kind of thrown everybody off. I and mean, people don't you know I, I hear the calls and the people that hate the NI and hate, you know, the transfer portal, this and that. But, you know, the coaches have always been in the NIL and coach in the transfer portal business the whole time. So so as administrators and everything, it's like, well, they have to, you know, players should have to sit out a year. Well, coaches have never had to sit out a year when they, when they you know, left with three years left on their contract to take a job somewhere else. So uh, it's just modern day chaos. And East Carolina's got to figure out that they're in the chaos business and figure out the best way to to to, to get W's on Saturdays. Uh, let's check in with the chat gang. There's a lot. Steve will do this next segment. Um, Mike Peace had a ton of respect for PRL. He also said, you know, he was the one that coined Chan Antonio last week. Mm. He said more like Boca Rachan, <laughs> Rachan, Boca Rachan. Does that work? Yeah. Which then caused everybody in the chat to start saying Daytona Beach, Boca Chanton, Los Angeles, Chanapolis, Chanahassee, Champa Bay, at Chantla, Chanton Rouge, Chan Diego, uh, so on and so forth. So that is what everybody's doing right now. And I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tyler's in the house. Steve's in the house. Uh, Randolph. Uh, let's see. Amster Chan. Uh, there we go. Tony Island. <laughs> Tony Dunn. We'll send it down to Tony. Oh, my we'll goodness. Send it down to Tony. Heard some news. Yes. I saw that as well. So it's legit. I saw somebody in the chat say it. Don't tell me Gary Hahn's retiring. Yes. I'm not going to tell you then. Ellery, tell him Gary Hahn's retiring. What? Uh, I, I, I don't, I'll, I'll let you find out on your own. <laughs> oh, no. I hate to break he it to you. He didn't say anything bad again, did he? <laughs> no. Well, he said Chandler's down there in <laughs> San Antonio, which is kind of close to El Paso. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess he just announced that this will be it for him. Which Chandler, which opens up a huge opportunity for fake Gary Hahn. <laughs> that is what the commenter said. He said, no way we keep Chandler now. State's going to hire him away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get out of Tony. They're like, wait, Gary Hahn retired last year. Who is this guy? I'm said that in the past like when a legendary guy retires just find a just call me gary john and him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's making and laughing at his old jokes <laughs> he could barely get it out of I his know. mouth before he started laughing i know look at him he's, he's <laughs> beside <Chan>. himself <laughs> oh that was good that was good uh but just hire an impersonator of the legend leaving Kind of like what the Braves should have done. I know. I, I could be there right now saying, <laughs> Ronald Acuna, two left center, caught. 
Oh, what a catch, and the Braves go down in the top of the eighth. Yeah, but the Braves are done playing baseball for the year. They are so, done. It's down to the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, Ellery. What would uh, Skip be doing during the offseason right uh, now? Watching Mama's Family and Sanford and Son. I was talking about that with Jason Nichols the other day. He said, yes, sir, 735 on the Superstation. Yes. He's an Atlanta guy. Uh, let's see. It's amazing how many of us liked Mama's Family because it was forced down our throat. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the uh, Lawrence? What was the actress's name? Vicky Lawrence. Vicky Lawrence. Vicky Lawrence. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of great memories there. Tony, very accomplished singer, by the way, too. Did not know that. Tony what, Dunn. Sa- I was going to say the song "That's the Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia" was originally sung by Vicky Lawrence. That ain't covered, true. That is true. That ain't true. Covered by true. Reba McIntyre. That ain't true. Covered if, by Rika, 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 Reba McIntyre. If Chandler was saying this, we wouldn't believe it. But since Shirley said it, she's so got a little bit of credibility. Yes. I would say. Google it up, son. Yes. Google it up. Tony Dunn says, "I know NIL is important, but these problems started even before name, image, likeness. There's something more systemic, comprehensive. Adding money will." Pro- and then he goes off the rails. I don't know. Speaking correct grammar, Tony. Come back in off the rails, Tony. Um. Which is why I said, you know, the coach part of it. You, you gotta, you gotta overhaul this offense. Jimmy's, Joe's, X's, O's, all of it. It's not just NIL. And I said that the other night too. We're talking about losing to freaking Biff in Charlotte. We're losing, you know, App State, Marshall, Rice, all these schools. What's UTSA's NIL? I don't know. So it's not just that, but that might have kept, you know, Nashad Strother here or Avery Jones here. So it's, it, it's part of it it's yeah here, there's a lot of questions out there of like what is utsa's nil what's charlotte's nil or what i mean let's start with right here what is east carolina's nil what is i think that's where east carolina needs to know hey look you hear that we need 25 million or whatever for the indoor practice facility what do you need each year at east carolina to fund uh nil at east carolina just for football that would be that would be the question and then uh you know go from there and try to use that strategy that I think Mike Houston or the head football coach at East Carolina needs to be on the front end of uh, fundraising for, for NIL and, uh, and and selling that because he knows who he's out there competing with and what kind of difference that's going to make. It, you mentioned that, Ellery. I was, I was talking earlier to uh, Bailey about this, and we were trying to come up with a way to frame that question to Mike Houston. And there's no way to do it right now because of the restrictions they have when it comes to talking about the money behind it that's supposed to be out of the coach's hands which is right which is ridiculous which is uh, it's, it's all like you can't ask him okay coach what is a realistic expectation financially for us for what it would take for us to go into the the portal this offseason and get a quarterback yeah or a left tackle or a right tackle what have you what's, a wide the, receiver? Going, what's the going rate for each position right, right and now? what is a realistic and this is a odd way to put it but it's the truth what is a realistic salary cap East Carolina. <laughs> East Carolina's cap. How are we doing right now with current players? Are we going to have to release some to, to, to tie, free yeah, up some money? Right. It, it is, <laughs> these like are questions. The I know. It is. It is. It is. The it NFL. has become the NFL, but there's no rules and nobody can talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's more like Major League Baseball, where there is no salary cap. True. And, and if the Yankees want to get go sign Otani, and they want right. to go sign, they want to go sign the other the, the best third baseman shortstop. They can do it. And then that's how Bama started losing recruits to Texas A and M. And then because Texas A and M started playing paying linemen a million dollars right out of high school. But there is the model of the Orioles and the Rays. Sure. That can still you can still get your own homegrown talent with some good free agents yeah. and still be competitive. In uh sure. 
So I, that's where the coaching part and development. Absolutely, part comes in. Yep. that that is where you build the relationships and you find. I mean, I heard Jason Nichols and you guys on the fifth quarter talking about it. you find some diamonds in the rough that where other people have missed. And if that diamond in the rough is only here for twelve games, then you enjoy that diamond in the yes. rough until it goes off to greener pastures or perceived greener pastures. And that's just that's the mentality that everybody has to have. Isaiah Isaiah Winstead. Yes, great example. Yeah, if he had another year of eligibility, he might not have stayed at East Carolina. And the reverse example is Jason even said that now he's heard recruiting pitches of, hey, come here and uh, look, Nashad Strother, he's uh, playing for National Championship at Oregon. That could be you. Come to East Carolina. And if you go from from there, like he well, said, hey, those are actual pitches, right? We we're are the stepping stone. We'll develop yes. you. We are just sad, stone. but reality. You yes. come here for two years, we'll get you ready for the Power Five. Everything <laughs> is a stepping stone. The, the, the kid, when Texas beat Alabama this year, the kid that was the Texas running back transferred from Alabama to Texas, ran to the end zone to where Alabama recruits were playing and said, y'all need to come to Texas and <laughs> yes. gave, them, gave them the money sign. <laughs> so look, if Alabama is getting trolled by another school, it happens every Just don't worry about that. Get the best mix of players you have with the best coaches you have and try to just win, baby, I, as I, Al Davis says. I think Alabama's a great example in this NIL deal because of that they're not on top anymore in that world. Well, and then look, like Al- you said, like they're getting Alabama's getting trolled by Texas and Texas A and M over money. And all success is going to lead to 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 go. I mean, Alabama. Think of the amount of coaches that have gone through Alabama under Nick Saban, and he's still maintaining a high level of football, and still really, I mean, what are they, eight or nine right now? They're still in the mix to play for a national title this year. They're not out of the mix of playing for a SEC championship and a national title this year, but the amount of turnover that people think, oh, it's hard at East Carolina. Well, it's not really easy on Nick Saban. Does he have more money and more resources? But he's he's flipping his coordinators, yes. his, his position wow. coaches. Same things are happening with Kirby Smarts. That's why, if you go look at Bobby Bowden when Amato and a lot of the other guys started leaving I mean Florida State slowly started they, sure. that's what they that's why they went from being unblemished in the ACC to they started people started finally knocking them off a little bit but I mean I don't care about their issues. oh I know but I mean everybody's going to have issues and every and the issue is going to be change and so you can either deal with it or you can complain about it. That so, is true. And so that's where East Carolina's got to figure out how can we be the best version of ourselves and what do we need for resources, money, what what other kind? I mean, if, if the I don't believe that the indoor practice facility is preventing us from winning the American right now, but no. what what is it going to take as we sit here in year ten? to go to year 11 next year to start competing for the American Championship. And is that the goal? Is that the goal? I mean, that's what Mike Houston said five years ago, that he wanted to compete for the American Championship. And and that's not where we are right now. And if that, I mean, it took us, you know, if we joined Conference USA in 1997, and it took us over a decade to 2008, 2009, before East Carolina won two conference championships in football. So you're approaching that same time window right now, and the conference has flipped. The, the, the perceived the big boys of Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston, the ones that had some power, money, and, and other things going for them, are not the, the walls anymore. So and even like a, a somewhat second tier, like SMU's gone. I mean, there's just the 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 top is leaving, so you would think that 
so, we would rise. So it gets back to my point. What is the plan for East Carolina? And I think <laughs> that is the storyline over the next four weeks to how to flip the script, to kind of do what Tulane did, to go from 2-10, and 10, maybe to 12-2, and two, or at least... Two and ten to whatever, or maybe East. I mean, who knows? Maybe East Carolina will surprise and win more of the four than we're thinking right now. But how can you flip this losing record to a winning record and be consistent and and win football games here in Greenville? Uh, CL said, "Let's start using UConn basketball as a recruiting tool. Come be the next Tristan Newton." So we have Newton up in the facilities in his UConn jersey, holding the holding the national title. This could be you, Nashad Strothers and Pass Pro for Oregon. <laughs> like you know, we have all the former Pirates as NFL players, and that's lined up. Now it's going to be former Pirates that went on to play at bigger schools. Do you think yeah. Auburn's going to use Bo Nix if he wins the national title at Oregon? Well, well, they, I doubt it. Well, they they have, should. They have their own success. They can use Cam Newton. Yes. You know, but I'm just saying, I mean, it happens everywhere. I mean, the, the transfer portal is is real. And it's, it's crazy. And it makes it tough on college football fans. For yeah, sure. it's a, it's almost a different sport now. You've got to, and, and I'm just, I watch it as entertainment. It entertains me. Yeah, I look, enjoy it. The, the transfer portal is, I mean, I hope it doesn't get to the point where it gets to like the NBA, where the only thing exciting about the NBA is the offseason and yep. all the trades and everything like that. But uh, I think what you have to do is if you're a supporter of your team, Figure out how you can support and enjoy your team the best way possible. And just understand that uh, you're not going to know the roster probably like you once did. And once Root you, for the guys with the purple shirts or black shirts or white shirts. Yeah. And once you accept that and then figure out where you want to get your level of enjoyment, then I think it'll help make the experience a little bit better. It is similar to basketball. I mean, you're getting two years of a guy now versus four. And then you can't, and you, I mean, which somebody, Tyler asked, should we care about red shirts? No, I don't. At uh, all. I think Burn. the coaches still do, but I, I hope we see less and less of that. I think, I think there is some value in still, like, I mean, obviously, if some 18 year old kid comes in and he's not ready to play, or I mean, you don't hurt. just throw him on the field. No, you just don't throw him on the field at all costs. And they still have four games to play, but you, you, you do value building a program, and you hope maybe that. I don't know what the percentage would be. That seventy percent of your team is is your team, and then is thirty percent from the portal and and trans. And when I say thirty percent from the portal, it's because you're losing players from the portal. You're asking players to get in the portal too. It, portal works both ways. You don't you don't have to like Dion did. You don't have to keep all the players that are. It's a good way for coaches to get rid of some some problems or maybe some players they missed on. But then, uh, so I think there is value in in some redshirting. But if you are a coach right now, you're in the win today business and win this season business so you can't really think too far down the line about hey look i've got these 18 freshmen coming in and i'm not going to touch them this year i think that i think them being untouchable is not not very correct way to think listening listening to Dion on the jim rome show today they played his cut after the game on saturday pride he came out and said you know oh we're going to be looking for offensive linemen in the portal i mean i just came out and said it i mean this is a guy that came in when he got hired and told, told the whole team said hey you guys go and get in the portal because i've got my own guys so i mean it's, one of those guys ended up here yeah i, I think Chase the had the first catch of the had game the first the ca- they had the first catch I, yeah. I, look and if you're a player you you got to know you're on notice too so you better perform you know because uh 
look, you may not know who the coaches are going to be. If the, the, the coaches are going to turn and move or whatever, and if Mike Houston has to hire some new assistant coaches, then maybe they'll bring some players with them from where they're coming from. Who knows? I mean, you just you just never know. I mean, every every we've made you know college athletics has made this a very temporary state of mind. So like, if you're in the game, you better realize that your day could be numbered at any moment, and that you better be performing at your best, no matter if you're a long snapper or a wide receiver or a, a special teams coach or, or whatever. Every, everybody's in a very temporary deal, which still gets back to the whole thing of uh, it'll be interesting how the finances all play out of is the future of long-term coaching contracts and extensions and raises, what's really the value in that if everything has become so temporary in some short term? And if I was in college athletics as a coach or administrator or other thing, that would be something that would be concerning for me because to me, there is no value in giving long-term coaches contracts. Well, you would argue and, and, that money could, would be uh, better used on players. You, you could start, you, you've always argued smartly against the norm and what we see in right. college athletics. The problem is if we need like one or two or three big ADs to do it because it's like a copycat thing. If nobody else is like your idea was to have incentives rather than extensions, sure. right? Absolutely. And and but until one or two ADs at these big schools do it, it's never going to happen because everybody's copying what everybody else does. So it'll happen when people start running out of money. If that ever happens, I mean, as I said last week, three years ago, everybody was furloughing. Everybody was furloughing and broke. You know, and as I said, now everybody's got a Yeti cup full of Jack Daniels and just passing out. Utah's buying. Fifty-three yeah, Dodge, Dodge Rams, buying Dodge trucks for everybody. I mean, it's like it's it's like I mean, it's like man, we need more checks. You know, it's like you know they're just like signing checks and doing whatever. But it's, at some point, I mean, it just seems like physically responsibility is going to have to come in. And and at a place like East Carolina, when you need more money to fund players to have a better football product. Where's that going to come from? And look, and it's 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 going to be more people giving more money, but also is it going to ever affect you know how much money the coaches and administrators make? I don't know. That's just that's just a big picture thought down the road. I mean, at some point, th- th- this th- there's got to be a ceiling for what East Carolina can pay certain. If we have to start adding this whole another two million dollar line item, which is not necessarily coming out of East Carolina, but it's coming out of the pockets of the fans that are either that we're writing checks to East Carolina for Pirate Club or, or buildings or other stuff that maybe they're diversifying and sending over here. So I don't, I don't know. That, My question is, I, I worry about the corruption in the future because it's going to get corrupt. Well, it's so, corrupt now. What do you mean? But, uh, yes, but so what happens when say I don't know Florida? takes and throws five million dollars worth of state money at tebow jr well and, and that that's i don't know and that, then the that, t- that, I, that's that, just something that's you know some school is going to get in trouble from the money coming out of the wrong pocket going but, but to there, kids. yeah right now right now with the private funds there there is i mean you can say it's corruption but it's i mean honestly and it's a free marketplace for the players and i don't fault them at all for, no. for, for grabbing as much no. money as they can right now and making the most of their opportunity and if you're at east carolina or if you're at nc state or if you're at north carolina and someone comes calling with a bigger wad of cash then and, and and you want to move and go play there then go for it you know or if you 
you know, I just, I just, it becomes down to trust and, uh, you know, it's money and, you know, it happens in private business all the time. People, people move jobs, people do other things. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's across the board. So I think, uh, when people get so irate and upset over these players transfer, the transfer portal and NIL, and there needs to be a cap, well, there's no cap on how much really Mike Houston can make here as long as East Carolina is willing to pay him that. So, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I, college athletics is caught up with the rest of our society and, how we run business at this point sure that's just like uh, nothing matters like but money anything now it's not amateurism it's not what you want it to be or what you remembered or what you hold dearly in your heart it is a completely different thing which has turned off a lot of people and i understand it and, and but and, and if you still like sports then you, you need to adapt adapt to it and if you're still hung up that you need to know all 12 kickoff times in august so you can plan your weekends that's never going to happen because you're in a six or 12 day window now so it's just i mean the, everything and, and look players are going to come and go and uh you know and maybe maybe if you think about what if it was your kid and he was here and they got offered x to go somewhere else no. or you know and then, then 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 think about that before you before you get on the everybody nil high, nil and transfer portal high horse everybody's a hypocrite it, they think that their situation is a special one and they look down on everybody else making that same decision that if their kid made, they'd be okay with it because it's their pride and joy. And, and that's different. And, and with all this temporariness becomes more pressure to perform on the coaches and the administrators in particular because they're the ones currently making the most money. And I just kind of feel like their window of success is getting smaller to maybe a three or four year window before you better win and perform and get out of here and get that bigger and better job, or we're going to get you out of here. It's just that that's that's just the nature of the beast. Well, I mean, maybe the the head coach here thought that was going to happen for him. I, so. I think I think I think if you're in college athletics right now, I I, I think <coughs> planting your flag and saying this is your place you want to be, you, you, you're 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 selling yourself a, a false narrative. Absolutely. I and, mean, other than like Ruffin McNeil and maybe would Logan have retired here, LRB? I don't know. I don't, uh, don't paint it. You know, I mean, it was like show. eleven years. But he was, Skip but, was moving up. We he, knew that. Yeah, and I think you got to accept that. Like, Scotty was definitely looking to move up. Mike Houston is looking to move on from East Carolina. I think as a football, particularly football and basketball, you you I think you would I think your lens would have to be like. Three years, buddy. Let's and, and then what's the expectation too? Because the expectations of everything is what gets everybody in trouble. If the expectation is to win conference championships in football, then that's where you're going to get measured after three, four, now five years. If the expectation, what is the expect? Mike Schwartz starts next Monday. What is the expectation for ECU basketball? You know what? What is the so? That that is where that's where it has to be a clear picture, and uh, I think that's just the nature of the beast. And then I just think, look, the the wind of change is always going to happen. Yeah, and look, we took a ton of calls of that uh, the other night, and it stinks. And and I'm I agree with a lot of it. <laughs> if I had my way, it it would be different. But it's the way the cookie crumbles. And, and the funny is. thing is, that, and there's some calls. I, you know, I, it's like people are like, I wish the NCAA like, do we like do you. Do you have any trust? It's kind of like I wish Washington D.C. would fix this. It's like it's like there's just so little trust yeah. in in those organizations and stuff. It's just, it's just kind of like you know what? Let's just adapt and try to figure out to play the game the best we can and uh, just win, baby. That's all that matters. All right, we got to take a break, uh, Ellerby. Good segment. Thank you for 
Having me uh, next Tuesday, we're going to be at Down on Main Street. Down on Main Street. Mark your calendars. Uh, it's going to be a fun event from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, Cliff Godwin, the ECU Baseball Pirates, are going to be there signing autographs. We're going to have great food and drink specials. So down on Main Street in Washington, your chance to uh, get a little baseball talk in with the Pirates on Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but Tuesday, November 7th. So uh, plan ahead for next Tuesday. If you see Danny Beal, tell him that we miss him. Let me know if you need a Bob Seger impersonator, Elby, for that night. Is that you? Yeah. I'll color my uh, beard black and... uh, are you talking for looks or for singing? Both. Uh, yeah, I'll just be out there. Let's in, hear it. In a Bob Seger outfit. Seems like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but it was long ago. Uh, so, yeah. Ask Cliff if that'd be cool if I could be a Bob Seger impersonator. I'll, I'll run that by Coach. And the uh, folks at Down on Main Street. Yeah. All right, let's turn the page and go to our next segment. Oh. Man. Working on your uh, night moves a little early today, are we? <laughs> Back with you on a Pirate Radio Live. It's still the same as it always is. Back after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half-club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, Down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join Down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, a historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Thank you, Shirley. You're welcome. Joey in the house. Big dog. Chairman, Chad Gang on fire, uh, doing puns with Chandler's name, and uh, just too many for me to read. Maybe at some point I'll get to them. Um, we appreciate the Chad Gang. We uh, we don't have a ton of like comments on our videos after we post them because we we do everything live. So it's uh you know live pirate radio live pregame fifth quarter um so we don't have a ton of like after the fact comments we have a lot of people tune into those shows after and the live chat's always bumping they have aired the chat gang always bumping the live chat but not a lot of like after the fact comments so i was uh looking at some post-game stuff yesterday from what we posted on youtube and noticed a few comments uh Cass said thanks for calling in coach that was the guy andy that was good that impersonated mike houston uh, his was up there with yours, Chandler. I mean, yours is pretty good. How we doing? <laughs> Keith Bala said, for those that know, it's hard being a pirate baby. <coughs> and then John Locke. <laughs> from, the guy from uh, Lost. Lost <laughs> uh, said, Burlingoten 
raleigh with ie who is in charge of spell check for cities people are calling from during the live show and i was like huh that happened and first of all this is going to be a little touchy because young joey does not handle criticism well he always pushes he's young and i get it he always pushes back he raises his voice two times on saturday he said something about me and him going outside he said he it threatened it he said it once to me and he said it once to somebody else here asked me if i wanted to go outside after i said something to him that's how he handles conflict he is not good at his young age at handling conflict right now he is did you cash him outside he is the best no, i said joey i'm not gonna fight you you probably beat me up i have a show to do we're not gonna go outside and fist fight ain't nobody got time for that like a bunch of savages this ain't the buck yeah this ain't the buck so i'm a little nervous about how this is going to go but i would like to point out i said how many times did i say thank you joey great job joey on saturday very appreciative gave him credit for pre-game post-game he picked up our tiebreakers he did a great job awesome job but the man responsible for not knowing how to spell burlington and raleigh is joey and it is a very fast-moving show. I get it. Shirley's answering calls, putting them through to Joey. He's got to type it in. It's a very fast-moving show. You don't get a lot of time to think. You don't get a ton of time to spell check. However, if we're going to do something, we might as well try to do it right. So, Joey, can we get that uh, little? Can we get that cleaned up next time? I would like to uh, apologize to Pi Radio Nation uh, for my actions this past weekend. Pirate Radio Nation. You uh, are the real deal. I'm trying to apologize, Chandler. Uh, Sorry. I apologize. I would uh, like to formally apologize to my coworkers, my teammates. Uh, we put in hard work every weekend. And my actions is a reflection of the team's actions. And uh, I take that very seriously. I take that personal. And I'm just going to have a good week of practice. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, get All back right. to it. <laughs> okay. I really, you almost brought a tear to my eye early in that apology. Uh, you know what, I, though? No, seriously. I do apologize. I know. I know you do. So I'm taking that. And then you, you threw a little joke in. That was pretty. That was good. That was great. You, you handled that well. Now, when we go to break, Joey, I don't want you saying, hey, you want to go outside? <laughs> I want it to be over. The only thing I want to hear is... You did something wrong. We're going to get it cleaned up. End of story. All good. Okay. All all I want to hear is that I goes before E. We don't don't say that name here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Name redacted goes before E. Yeah. Name redacted (laughs) O's before E. (laughs) Wait, but not in... Certain words. It's the I before E, except after C, sometimes Y. And except it's, after Rao. Yes. <laughs> except for us in a city. Yeah. Uh, all right. All good. Crystal clear. All right. Beef squashed. There was no beef. There's no beef. It's Joey's got to do that right, like he did everything else correctly. We He's had a great clean day. Up Raleigh. We got a lot of callers from Raleigh. The Burlington was just uh, that, fast that's, fingers. That, that's butterfingers. That happens. Yeah. But to answer that guy's question on YouTube. There is no spell check in the video program. Yeah. I mean, you got one shot. You got to get it right. It's Mom's spaghetti. I was just thinking I was about to start rapping, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so there you go. 
All right. All good. Any other grievances? Chandler, I already uh, talked to you about your, what I thought was the lack of effort, honestly. I thought you kind of phoned it in on Saturday with your San Antonio history update. Oh, the history lesson. It was just reading Wikipedia of events that have happened at the Alamo Dome. (laughs) And I was looking for a little more of the city, the history. It's a very history-rich city, right, Big Dog? I want you to know that these cats were in San Antonio on the Day of the Dead, and there was a parade down the river, river walk of skeleton people, and I didn't get Nan video. Oh, boy. This or is... Chan video? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get video one. Mm. No pictures, no nothing. And that is relevant content for us. So we're going to work with Chandler on making him a travel blogger where he's he's getting these videos and we're we're talking about the experience of going to these cool cities whatever you see you see a dead dog on the side of the road in boca raton shoot it i'm here we might can use it for i'm looking at this dead dog it could be an alligator considering you're in could be a gator (laughs) go gator i just want to formally apologize uh i do feel like i was lazy i could have done a better job with the research um of san antonio of course the riverwalk the alamo which I remembered. Um, I just didn't remember to put it in the uh, check-in. Uh, I do want to apologize for not sending you the videos that I actually do have on my phone. I that only, makes it worse. They took them and didn't send them. I, I, you didn't have to I've snitch got it on my phone. <laughs> I know. He's right so, self-snitched. I, I, Say less. I, I've got the videos on my phone right now. They would have looked great on our social media platforms <laughs> and I failed I failed this company I failed my co-workers um, and I just want to apologize well, there, feel, nothing makes me feel worse when I let people down yeah. and that's exactly what I did I, on Saturday I feel yourself. like you got your punishment though on Sunday yeah true and today cause, yeah, cause you, gotta, you gotta be on fumes brother I have I have air travel. Let's I take have... a break. We'll talk about your travel when we return. Uh, but good stuff, man. We're, we're all we're all straight. Everybody's good. Air's clear. We're using these are mistakes like you make in a game, and then like look, I'll, I'll say that I don't want to get into it. Had a bit of a communication issue la- la- two post games ago, so you say you know what we're going to clean that up moving forward. We did all good. Now we're going to clean up our spelling. We're going to take our road trips videos history lessons a little more serious Mm -hmm. like it's a learning experience we're teaching people lessons here i was look i have to answer to the big boss i was told a directive to clean up on the post game show or a pregame and i will do that moving forward and guess what i don't know if i'm going to florida but i do know i'm going to navy and get i'm learning from this yeah when i go on the road whether it's florida navy or wherever Heck, even next year when we go on the road, moving forward, it will be better content. Yes. Well, I mean, we already got great content, but it can always be better, always. and it will be better because always. I learned my lesson. Chandler Honeycutt, world-famous vacation blogger. That's where we're at in 2024. I'm, I'm going to be the next, like, I wouldn't say Mr. Beast, but, like, I'm going to be, you know, a YouTube vlogger. Anthony Bourdain, didn't he do some of that stuff? Gordon Ramsay's going yes. all over the place. I'm going to be like the uh, what are you guy. What are you seeing? We need to know everything. It's going to be like diners, drive-ins, and dives. We want to know everything other than about your dating life. Yes. Everything else we need. All right. I All got right. you. Got it. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Live, hour one after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearent.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Let's see. Saw a comment. Tyler said, the remember the Alamo bit, if I'm being honest, could have been better. Uh, Josh asking, was Chan hungover Saturday? Scott said, sounds like Chandler had too much fun on the Riverwalk. Guys, where did this come from? We're professionals here. I don't remember anybody saying anything like this at all. I was fine. Yeah, what are they talking about? I was fine. He was just a little, like, again, he already apologized, said it could have been better. It's a little lazy. It's going to get better. I'm going to get better. Going to get better. Going <laughs> to be very hard-nosed. Mike P said we don't even care about the game, just video blogs from Chan. Kaz said, I want to know, I want to hear all about the food Chan Man had. Like, people are interested in these things. Uh, pork tacos at Lone Star was delicious. A lot of great restaurants to uh, go to on the riverwalk um unfortunately you did try whataburger which i'm interested in i've never been I've oh wow about it you went to whataburger but yeah there was an issue what, what, what time issue? did you go oh gosh let's say the wee hours how we how we are we talking no, we're we because this is about we fence it's not offense no days. this is we fence and uh you man, were on the we were clamping down it was we were we fencing it up you were on the river walk <laughs> yeah um i cannot remember how it tasted uh, um i do i did found you did found I, I, <laughs> the next day i found in the trash can in the bathroom found. About a quarter of the burger left. Ah, oh, what a shame. And yeah, that's that's sad. I don't know if I just was like I'm full and or if I didn't like it, but I got about I got over halfway done with the burger. How far away was the Whataburger from the hotel? Um probably half a mile or so. Oh, so you didn't have to like Uber to nah, there. Mm-mm. I went in there. I was trying to make sure trying to make sure you didn't have a bob huckins situation after the <laughs> no. taylor swift concert no, where no, you no, drove no. two hours to the other burger king on the yeah. other side of the city no um no bob huggins uh, uh reference there or situation there so um but yeah plenty of great places to eat and um had a great time i mean i i, I suggest if you're ever in texas go to san antonio and check out the riverwalk they got a bunch of different statues and stuff there so how many road trips you've made so far Went to let's see Houston and went to App State Houston and and then went to San San Antonio. What's your power rankings? Boone, Houston, San Antonio. Mm. San Antonio number one. Um, would say man, just because of Rice Village, uh, in Houston, I would say that too. Okay. Um, and Boone, Boone three. But see, the atmosphere in Boone was awesome. Yeah. 
Rice, it was rice it. Oh, right. just the area around Rice is but very rice, I was like half a mile from the city. stadium they had this place called Rice Village and there was just bars shops restaurants just a great place a to nice walking area yeah. right like when you're done with work it's a great place to go and chill hang out get something to eat get something to drink so on, I guess when it comes to you know places to have great leisure that would be number two instead of Boone. All right. There was a good restaurant in Boone, though, called McAdoo's, and that was a really good place. Tyler said, hey, hey, I'm just giving feedback on content. Am I going to get banned for expressing my opinions? No, but you can get banned for being a little... If you fuss about it, you can get banned. Whiny baby. We can ban you for that. Who said anything to you, Tyler? Did you toughen up a little bit? I've been saying this for some time. Tyler's annoying. Yeah. Oh, he asked a while ago. Did you read that? Do y'all still have a beef? And I guess so. Tyler's about to beef with all of us. Tyler, we're cool, man. Tyler, we're cool. I know. What, are, cool, you, man. what are you whining about? We're cool. We're cool, man. We're cool. What, are you trying to make this about you? We can make it about you. Tell us about your dating life. Your significant other. Where did you travel this weekend? What did you eat? How drunk did you get? Let's take a break. When we return, we'll ask all those questions to Brian Bailey. (laughs) The BB, back from San Antonio. We'll talk Pirate football, NFL, and more. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Panthers, Victory Monday. Keep! Susan Deans was excited in the Facebook chat. I don't like Susan's comment. She said, Victory Monday, hashtag keep pounding, our Super Bowl, and maybe our only win. I don't win. like that comment, Susan. I love you, but I don't like that comment. You think there's more wins to come? Yes. No. And it's this not season? Super Bowl. Susan, I love you. If you were to walk in that door right now, like you usually do to get you, a prize, you hug her neck? I'd, give you, I'd give you a hug. Would the you? Super Bowl's at Pushing on a peg and a hug around the neck. But that is, I hate that comment. The Super Bowl's Atlanta at home, isn't it? The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm saying Bowl the Panthers. The, the, the standard is the standard. I'm saying the, the Panthers Super Bowl. Super Bowl. What did y'all score? Like one touchdown? Yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> Look, it's uh, it was ugly. It was ugly, baby, but it's our baby. Right. And it's our first child because it's our first win of the season. I'll take it and I'll run with it. Josh wants to know, was the Whataburger trip Friday or Saturday? That was Friday night. All right, there you go. Technically, yeah. <laughs> correct. Technically, because it wee. was in the wee, wee hours of the morning. Wee, 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 all the way home. I'll <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. BB joins us after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself 
when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Heath has a solution for ECU's issues. Harold Varner is a jewel in the Live Golf Crown. The Saudi Public Investment Fund is the largest sports fund in the world. Get HV3 in a room with those guys and get funded. All right. Man of man of solutions. Heath. Thank you, Heath. Uh, Tyler, I remember three out of the four questions we asked you. What's your dating life? What'd you do this weekend? What'd you eat? And you answered those questions. You said, no one wants to date me. Wake Forest game. Oysters. I don't remember question four. You answered that fairly. Can you, could you remind me what question four was? Also, if we're going to do Pirate Radio Bachelor, maybe we should do it for Tyler. We should try to find Tyler a, a girl. Like we do giveaways and stuff. Like, let's give away a date. Would any of y'all, uh, do any of y'all have any female friends, nieces, daughters um, that you would like to set up with longtime Pirate Radio listener and daily contributor Tyler? Oh, how drunk did you get? Thank you. He wow. said fairly. All right. Tyler, we'll see if we can find you a girl. Uh, right now, we have found us a man. <laughs> And he is on the Halloween Express live line. Time is running out. We are eight, less than eight hours away from Halloween, but still time to get that last minute shopping done at Halloween Express, Greenwood's premier Halloween superstore right next to Target. BB joins us on that live line. Bailey, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you, sir. Uh, Bailey, how, first of all, uh, game aside, how did you like San Antonio? All I was neat. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, We got in there and we rode over to the uh, Riverwalk area where the uh, Alamo is, and we got a chance to see that. Couldn't go in because it was already closed for the day, but we walked around a little bit, took some pictures, hung out, and then we went to the Riverwalk and uh, had a nice dinner or the barbecue place down there. It was good, so we enjoyed all that, and you know, enjoyed going to the Alamo Dome for the first time ever. I think uh, UTSA does a pretty good job on game day with their atmosphere and everything. And, um, you know, they had a good crowd and they were loud. And I think it was a fun atmosphere going forward in the American. I think it's one of those games that, you know, you won't play UTSA on the road for a couple of years now, probably maybe more than that, depending on how the thing pans out. But still, when you go there, I think you look for, you'll look, they'll look forward to it. Cause I think they played well enough at times. And I think that they kind of enjoyed the whole atmosphere and everything. And it's yeah, it's good to play in front of people. It's good to feel like you're you're playing in, in a game that people care about, and uh, those people care about football. And then they are rolling right now, and will have a chance to play for an AAC championship if they keep this going. Uh, Bailey, how about the? I don't know. We saw some signs. I I, I was going to say this earlier. The offense showed up, Alex Flynn at times, but. ECU scored one meaningful offensive touchdown in that game. The other touchdowns were a defensive touchdown and one at the end that didn't matter. So there are still a lot of issues there uh, on the offensive side. 
Well, there are, and I think you have to walk before you can run. And, and I think, you know, this offense, you know, has barely walked at times. I think, you know, the first play of the game showed me something. I mean, they, they came out and decided they were going to throw it deep, and they connected on a 39-yard play, and then it could have been a touchdown. I mean, it was, it was really a nice, nice, you know, as far as the strategy goes, and it worked. And they came out, and, and they still have some issues running the football. You know, when your quarterback's your leading rusher most of the day, that's, that's a problem for most teams, and it would be for East Carolina. I, I thought Alex Flynn played fairly well. I think he took an absolute pounding. Uh, he kept coming back for more, which I think is encouraging. Um, but they're just, you know, at this point right now, they weren't good enough to beat UTSA. It was kind of like the Marshall game. They weren't good enough, which, which I think – Looking back, they all feel like they should have been good enough to beat Marshall, should have been good enough to beat Rice, should have been good enough to, to maybe even beat App State. I mean, that game got away late. So I think it's one of those things they just look back on and, and they know something's missing and they're still trying to put it together. And it's getting late, obviously. You got Tulane coming to town and that's not going to be easy. Uh, and then you got Florida Atlantic and Navy and uh, Tulsa to end it up. So. Uh, wins are still going to be hard to come by down the stretch. On the Alex Flynn note, Chandler, you said you talked to him after the game and you asked him, you know, how are you doing physically? Because it was at least 20 either design runs, scrambles, or sacks that he was involved in on Saturday. And that is way too much. And he does not slide. He takes a shot. It's always head first. Yeah. Looking to get that extra yard. Uh, and when you look at the two quarterbacks, you would think that he would be the one to slide. Mason Garcia would be the one to, you know. But, I mean, Alex Flynn's not afraid of contact, and he takes a lot of contact. And I had to ask him because he, he kind of looked beat up a little bit. So I, I just had to ask him about his health. He said he was fine. So, um, yeah, he, he's not afraid to take the hits. And it's pretty comical at this point. You could make a supercut of me here on Mondays or whatever saying, all right, uh, I think it's pretty clear. We'll just we'll give the ball to Flynn. Or, yeah, the rest of the way, we should probably just go with Mason. Uh, here we are again on another Monday, and this time I'm saying, Bailey, do you think it's Flynn's now to lose and we don't see a lot of Mason the rest of the way? I think probably so. I, I, think, I think you still may see Mason. I think that there may be some packages drawn up for him and uh, I think you still may see him some, and and the way Alex is getting hit, you know, he's probably going to be in there at some point uh, just to give him a blow. But uh, I think that that Alex has proven that he can he can move the football with this team. He's got enough of an arm to get it down the field. I, I think some of the receivers, I think, played Jalen Johnson played much better. He had separation on defense, defensive backs a couple of times, and, and, got, and Alex got the ball to him. And I think that's one of the things we were talking about. You know, these receivers getting separation as their you know, window to throw to football to. But I think that he played well. I think Soel's played well all year. So I think we're starting to see some of these guys come around. But it's getting late. Yeah, I mean, coming around, we got four games left. Yeah. So, yeah, we sound like we sound like we're in the preseason. <laughs> I'm sugarcoating. I'm just saying that. Yeah. you know, finally we're seeing some of these things. And uh, ran into a good offense with a good, experienced quarterback on Saturday, and kind of the first time we were able to throw some darts at Blake Harrell's defense. They have kept East Carolina in games all year. This time it was the offense trying to. Although they didn't had a touchdown, kind of like App State Bailey, like put some points on the board themselves, but also gave up some big plays. We saw that too many times on Saturday, especially in that first half. And it sounded to me, in talking to Coach Houston, that they were plays that they knew were coming, that they knew. You know, the assignments were there, and the guys just had busts on them. And it's a shame when you have a bust like that, that a big play, and, and they were huge plays. I mean, they, they was it was like 
you know, Pirates get back in the game, and two plays later, they're back down. I mean, it was it was really crazy how fast that those that thing would turn around. And uh, but but the defense was much better in the second half. Brian Bailey joining us. Tulane coming up. We'll talk to Corey Glore. We'll say hello to Corey Glore coming up Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. He has been calling uh, some good football this year at BB. College football playoff uh, first standings come out this week, I believe, Bailey. And we'll see uh, where they have Tulane. That's Tulane, Air Force, and uh, and poor James Madison uh, cannot play in a postseason game this year because they are in the top 25 as well. Yeah, that, that's a shame for Madison because they've, they've had a really good season. But the, the one school in Virginia you didn't go to, or did you go there, Bailey? I did go to James Madison. <laughs> I did go to James Madison. I, I, I had a history class with a guy that came over on the Delaware with George Washington. <laughs> things that nobody else could have known. There you go. Uh, so you were good at history because the guy was right there with you. Uh, but that's I coming up. in that class. <laughs> uh, how about them Cowboys? Let me tell you how much respect i have for brian bailey and how much respect he has for me he told me something earlier today and i had the exact same idea yesterday i kid you not i swear uh he said he almost texted me when dallas was rolling and washington was winning about you know i I was going to text bailey nfc east uh, or nfc championship cowboys and commanders uh he was going to text me you know go go commanders beat the eagles and uh and he didn't do it because of the jinx factor i didn't do it for the same reason so ton of respect to you brian bailey there you go well i thought about it (laughs) i kept turning it over i'm like oh that's not good oh that's not good. i wish you would have so i could have blamed you for what happened yesterday with the commanders well somebody deserves blame somewhere on it. well it's ron rivera i'll start with him his days are numbered. It's got to be. Yeah, I hate. I like Ron Rivera. I do too. Yeah, love him. Yeah, they, they've got some. They got some issues, especially when you get a, a play like that that happened right there, and they couldn't couldn't get it reviewed. Somebody's got somebody's got to be in charge of that and say, hey, we got we got to look at that. They didn't. Dak had twenty five completions, three hundred four yards. C D Lamb had just under half of those uh, catches and over half of the yards monster game for uh cd lamb yesterday yeah and i had Dak and cd lamb on my old fantasy team well, you got the whole damn roster yesterday of course you did the defense yeah hey i bet you got scared yesterday though when they brought in ripping you had some flashbacks to mark ripping throwing all over you i did have some flashbacks of whole ripping for sure <laughs> cowboys knock off the rams dallas five and two uh, now on the year, Washington, uh, we are looking at the trade deadline coming up tomorrow and seeing uh, what if uh, Washington will get rid of anybody. Saw that the Giants traded Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. Saw a story, too, that um, that that Brian Dayball was told by the trainer, by the medical staff, that Daniel Jones had been cleared, but he was told after the game and they knew it before the game. So that might have cost them a win against the Jets yesterday. Chandler, you wanted to brag about something. What pick did you get right this weekend? Oh, uh, Bengals and 49ers. Well, there you go. Good pick by you, sir. I don't want to talk too much because I'm last in my picks. Well, you got to brag about what you can. But, Bailey, we talk about it uh, when you're here for the Bailey Show and every week with you on Monday. Uh, just crazy results yesterday. The Broncos finally ended uh, their long losing streak. I think it was 16 games to uh, do the Chiefs, and we'll play a Jaquan McMillan highlight coming up next segment. But crazy NFL. Uh, Detroit big favorites against uh, the Raiders tonight, but wouldn't shock anybody to see the Raiders win that game. 
I'm telling you, it's every, you know, any given Sunday. But it's really crazy that some of the games that, you know, you would think that Patrick Mahomes could play left-handed and beat the Broncos. But but he didn't. He couldn't. And they they just dominated the game. And it was uh, it was fun to watch, though. The craziest thing out of the NFL yesterday is that the Carolina Panthers knew how to win a football game. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> Panthers get win number one against the Texans. Bailey, uh, what games? Uh, you got a lot to cover coming up Friday on Touchdown Friday, playoff edition. Yeah, and I tell you what, you know, we, we go through it. And I said a little bit of that on my show today about, you know, it's hard to get a game of the week because they're all games of the week, basically. But, uh, yeah, we've got lots of games, uh, lots of teams still alive. It will dwindle quickly, though, because uh, we've got Havlock is a one, and Tarboro is a one. Tarboro has a bye in the first round. We didn't have enough one-A's to, to fill everything. But uh, we've got some you know schools. You know, Rose is a high seed, and they, they've got their work cut out for them in Jacksonville playing White Oak. Although I think the Rampants have a good chance in that game because I don't think White Oak is the same. White Oak lost to Jacksonville. I don't think they're the same caliber as Newburn, Havelock, and that crowd, which Rose wasn't either this year. But I think Rose playing those teams will benefit from that. So I think it's going to be a good game uh, between Rose and White Oak. And with that said, White Oak will probably roll to the win. But I think they can hang with them. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how all the teams do. BB, Brian Bailey joining us. You can check the re-airing of the Brian Bailey Show coming up at 6 o'clock as he talked to Brian Medor, uh, always a fun guest. Uh, and, and that was earlier today. Chandler heard that and said, man, you know, you wish uh, Bailey's original guest would drop more often so you could hear more Medor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I say he was the Charlie Batch of uh, of the Brian Bailey guest. A Ready to come backup. in. Yep. yep. Ready to come in at all times. On call. Also, Will Bland and Zach Kaplan join him on the show. You can hear that at 6 o'clock coming up today. Bailey, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, buddy. There he is. BB, Brian Bailey, joining us on the Halloween Express live line. Halloween Express, owned and operated by Lisa and Clay Cartwright. It is uh, celebrating 25 years in business. And if you got invited to a uh you know halloween party a little late if you're going trick-or-treating and just want to throw on a cool mask or a costume or get some face paint or whatever you need all that cool stuff man. You, you can go to halloween express it is greenville's premier halloween superstore right next to target in greenville you know there's people out there that are like being texted or you know someone's calling them saying hey just wanted to let you know we're having a party tomorrow night bring a costume wear a costume and people are going I don't have one, so I don't I, have not, a cast. So I'm not going to go. Yeah. Well, guess what? Halloween Express is open. Go get your costume today because Halloween is coming up tomorrow. All right. Shirley will debut her Halloween yes. costume towards the end of tomorrow's Pirate Radio Live. Uh, I think I might rock the Biff tomorrow again. Cool. Oh, yeah. So that means you have to do something. Mm. What should I do? Well, you should go to Halloween Express and Duh. find something. But, but you need but to think of, a, think of an angle. All right, chat gang, you have been on absolute fire today. What should Chandler dress up for as Halloween? Give me your responses. And Chandler has to pick one of them. <laughs> See, I would do that for the audience, but you don't love the audience as much as I love you. You said audience. I wouldn't do it. You're about to say it? Yeah. Exactly. I'm not do it. I know you want But I, I do want to see your suggestions. Try to make them realistic so he'll pick one for real, for real. For real, for real, though. Something kind of simple, but funny, but something doable. So so we can, because will you participate if you if we come up with a good idea and it's doable? I'll try. 
God, man. Come on. I'll try. What is with you and not going all out to create the best content? We just had this discussion last hour. I know. Now I realize that I have to do this to prove I mean, to myself it's not even a have to. to it should be I'm that going. I work with that I can go above and beyond. And to, make, to the people that and, want and it, Chandler. To, yeah, I don't know. Gang. I don't think you understand how much the people out there, chat gang, people, how much, how much they love you. I need to realize that more. The Chan fans are everywhere, man. And if I haven't realized it today, then I'm just blind because my name is everywhere in this chat. I know. You go to the tailgate. What do you hear? Chan. Hey, Chan, man. What's up? John. People love you, and you've got to embrace it, and it's not just by saying, hey, thanks. It's it's doing more. It's putting yourself out there. When they say dance, dance. I know, and that, that kind of sounds ugly, but... When they say jump, jump. To a certain extent, yes. But when it's a fun... When they say do 20 push-ups, I'll do 20 push-ups. When it's a fun thing like Halloween... You should be like, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's you got let's laugh at ourselves and let's have people laugh with us. Okay. Let's try this again. Guys, put in your suggestions on what Chandler should be for Halloween, and Chandler will pick one of those. And if they are, you know, nothing risque, nothing too dumb. If they're doable and good ideas, Chandler will look them over and, and maybe pick one of those. And if not, either maybe, way, maybe, maybe. If no. not, if we come up with a better idea, either way, Chandler will be wearing some sort of Halloween costume tomorrow. Yeah, I see. Maybe is not the word. Maybe means you have a chance to do it. I'm doing it. So uh, now you are definitely going to pick something that somebody suggests. See now you okay? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> did you want me to go all out for these people? Uh, yeah, but I know I'm I, a I'm a different animal now, dude. I think you got rabies. <laughs> let's take a break. When we return, the Fleet Feet Rundown. Oh, let's run. Also, uh, hopefully you guys are getting some suggestions. All right, I'm seeing some. John, see, the people love you, man. All right, so Parker's answer I thought about doing because I can easily do that. Oh, my God. Did you see the guy that uh, tagged me and name redacted on Saturday of the uh, Mike Houston costume? Oh, yes. That yes, was so yes. good. Yes. The mic flip up and down. Yep. The, the come here, come here, come here. That was really good on X. Uh, we'll run over some of your costume ideas and uh, have our Fleet Feet rundown when we return after these words from Oasis and our sponsors. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. 
And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Halloween Eve. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. Uh, All Hallows Eve Eve. We've got a lot of suggestions rolling in. Oh, Sonya, I like that one. She says uh, Chris Farley in the van down by the river skit. <laughs> here's you, here's me. Here's you, here's me. <laughs> Rolling doobies. Rolling doobies. Sonya, that is a good one. Living in a van down by the river. Kevin uh, suggests, along with a lot of other people, Mike Houston. Yeah. Which, uh, go to my my ex, my Twitter. <laughs> Somebody did a great... And he didn't say any words. He was just doing Mike Houston on the sidelines. And the mannerisms were really good. Really good. Uh, Josh says, oh, how about this? Chandler Bing, in honor of Matthew Perry passing away. This is a true story. Chandler was named after Chandler Bing because your parents were such big Friends fans. They were big Friends fans when they were dating before they got married. And... They said our first child, whether it's a boy or a girl, will be named Chandler after Chandler Bing. Was very upset to hear the news about Matthew Perry this weekend. Yeah. So Todd says go as Travis Kelsey and Jenny could be Taylor Swift. That's not a bad idea. I do like duo costumes. You should, you got Couples it. costumes. I'll be Kelsey, he's Swift, or vice versa. Okay. Okay. Hey, what do you want on the uh, counter? On the Fleet Feet Rundown? Yeah. We already got it. Yeah, until Joe. Chandler put it I in put earlier. It there. Believe it or not, work gets done when you're not here, Joe. Usually spelled correctly. That was the cheap shot. All right, hey. I'm, hey I apologize. That's enough. I apologize. That is enough. My, that's on me. I'm being a jerk. That is enough. Sorry. Now I see why you want to fight me all the time. <laughs> uh, Eric had an idea... And then it, it, I kind of like this too, like combining two things into one costume. Originally, he said, dress up like Magic Mike, played by Chonning Tatum. I, I'm kind of over the puns at this point, guys. It's too many. I like it. I know. Um, and then he said, and then Robert said, Mike Houston. So Eric says, how about Magic Mike Houston? So you're wearing the pirate gear. And then you're able to just strip that off. Hard nose. <laughs> and then all you're wearing. Opportunity. Is, is he hat or visor? Hat. He's hat. Hat. He's hat. All you got is hat and headset on. And that's it. <laughs> what are you about to do? Where are you going? Opportunity. <laughs> are you doing How's your... everybody doing? <laughs> he's doing got a, great, got a great bunch he's doing his magic mic moves I wish everybody could see this <laughs> for your hard news ah oh, that's good stuff alright Robert's got a good idea for mul- this is good for multiple reasons if you could get a bald cap and come in as Mully at while Mully's here and be Mully to Mully that would be hilarious Mully would hate it he'd probably leave but he will be here tomorrow at four o'clock. Bring in a golf shirt. Yeah, get a golf shirt. I've got to get the glasses. <laughs> the glasses. I've got to get the glasses that that connect 
and then you can pull them apart. I could dress up as Alan Thomas with a Stay Positive T-shirt on, uh, but Mully doing Mully to Mully would be pretty funny. Jamie says uh, if Clip is being Biff, Chon should be Bill Belichick. We'll have a cutoff contest. I'll there let you, you borrow my sleeveless uh, hoodie if you want it. Okay, but it's not necessarily a cutoff. He likes to cut his off. Like, so there are some sleeves remaining. Do I wear the hood or not wear the hood? He has gone hood. He has gone uh, hood. <laughs> he went, <laughs> he, he went hood. He went hood in, uh, in weather games. Uh, let's see. Emmanuel says, Uncle Buck. Have you ever seen Uncle Buck? Saw it a long time ago. Oh, yeah. John Candy. Candy. Yeah. yeah. John Candy. John Moody says, tourist, which I mean, you have been a tourist. Uh, <laughs> Hope just landed in Rome. Shopping bags. I'm a tourist. Pikachu. Now that is um, Pokemon. Pokemon. Were you a Pokemon guy? Um, I'll nah, take that as a not yes. Really. I'll take that as a yes. I was. I was more of a Pokechon guy. Yikes. Joey, were you into Pokemon? Pokemon. No. Yeah, I missed out on all that. Uh, Jamie says we should go as Cheech and Chong. That fits. Another vote for Mike Houston. CL says, I want to see if Chan can out-Biff Clipper. Hmm. So we go as... Uh, we just both go as Biff? The Biff bros. Biff brothers. Biff brothers. Yeah, Biff bros. Okay. That's a possibility. Jamie's got a good one here. Chan Madden. Boom! It's a turducken. That was good. Uh, Jamie says, Clip, you're only encouraging us by saying you're over the puns. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Rakesha says, Damien from Mean Girls. Spe- specifically, the she doesn't even go here scene. You know what she's uh, talking about? I've never seen Mean Girls, but I remember like a, you know, when I was in high school, a lot of girls went as like the she doesn't even go here. Okay. Person. So is that a female? Is it a female named Damien? Or a dude? I guess it's a dude named Damien. I don't know. I've never seen Mean Girls. I just I've seen the reference in Halloween costumes several times. I think I've seen that, but I didn't retain Like a hood and glasses. Okay. Like su- sunglasses. All right. Good suggestions. Chan thought of one on his own that uh he might be doing tomorrow yeah i think it's simple i think it's easy and i think it'll be good okay and i'll have my own name but great suggestions absolutely if you had to go with one of these it's got to be magic mike houston right (laughs) how's everybody doing (laughs) you just got your your junk out there want to compete what kind of be physical? What kind of moves are you doing? I don't know. Some sort of magic mic moves, I guess. Are you? I don't sort know. Of, sort of, kinda. Okay. It looks more like I have threats or something. I have a glitch. Says you should go as Daniel Vogelbach. Is that a fat joke? Yeah, it could be glitch. Which I could, I could fit that mold. I have a glitch, more like you are a. Oh, hey, hey, stop it! Relax, hush, relax, hush. Hey now, Jamie says Frank Caliendo. I always thought Chan looked like him. Now, how would you go as Frank Caliendo, though? Because he has so many different characters. You can go as Frank Caliendo doing Charles Barkley. Mm. 
That terrible. <laughs> the voices, That's yes. Terrible. The face paint, nah. Stay away from that one. Did you hear what Charles Barkley had to say about the women in San Antonio? Is that a real question? Did you see a lot of fat women while you were there? No comment. I'm not going to be like Charles Barkley and call him out. So you did. You could have just said no. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I didn't. Nah, n- not a single one. Didn't see one at all. Especially not at the Riverwalk. <laughs> this guy Chan is a freaking comedian. How fat are we talking? None at all, because I told you there was none there. <laughs> I would I would ask you if you shared a Whataburger with one, but I cannot do that, so I will not. I sure did not. <laughs> For the radio audience, he is winking very demonstratively. All right, uh, let's get to our Fleet Feet rundown, brought to you by Fleet Feet. They run for you. Chandler, on these uh, trips you're taking, yep. a lot of walking from tailgate oh. to stadium, walking up the sidelines, walking from Whataburger to the hotel, you need to make sure you got the right shoes on your feet. And I don't. And you don't, and they're starting to wear thin, but, so but you I, know what? Look at that. Mm. Yeah, no tread on the No boys. tread on these shoes, and I noticed it uh, because there's a lot of like stone, there's like a stone sidewalk and there it had been raining there was doing a lot of slipping i said man these shoes don't have any traction on them and then i thought i've got to make a trip to fleet feet hey dmx quit slipping falling can't get I up i can't get up you need to go to fleet feet remember uh i feel like as a kid an insult that was put on me once and then we would put it on other people hey your shoes are talking to you you know in the uh the front of them would <laughs> like come open or whatever when i worked as a dishwasher at a local business here in town when i was in college my shoes did that both of them they talked (laughs) your feet would be talking while you were working yep head over to flea feet they've got the right shoes for your feet all right number one on the fleet feet rundown everybody can read it you want me to say it i want you to say it shock wait is steve ellis here former ecu coach to talk about i'm uh, shocked who do you want to? Say? Who who played well yesterday? Well, when you when you talk about a shock, you want to talk about Jaquan McMillan. You want to talk about a Bronco like Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. McMillan. We used to love to hear Steve Ellis say Jaquan McMillan, and Jaquan McMillan made the plays yesterday. Surely, let's hear his pick on Patrick Mahomes. Jacko back in first and ten. Taylor Block had a nice block in that last play. It's intercepted. It's picked off on the play. Jaquan McMillan. 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 I will say, and Jaquan McMillan doesn't care anything about this, but if Kevin Harlan ever said my name, that would be like the coolest thing in the world. I don't know if it matters to Jaquan, but hearing him say Jaquan McMillan's name Does he even know who Kevin Harlan is? Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, Shirley, can we get the uh, Spanish call? Un equipo que normalmente es contundente. Mahomes suelta y es interceptado. Interceptado. Ya Juan McMillan está apareciendo <laughs> para robar ese balón. Y Denver. Ya Juan McMillan. Which like that's, that. his, that's how his name is spelled. 
there's the eye. If you look it up, there's it's like Macmillan. Macmillan. Uh, so we got the English and Spanish call. Congratulations to Jaquan McMillan. All outside of that, I was watching Red Zone. He was in on some big tackles. Like he had the game of his life yesterday. So congratulations to him. Broncos finally ending that streak. Uh, mentioned it earlier. FAU kickoff time, four o'clock down in Boca Raton. Chandler may or may not be there. May or may not. Mouth of the rat. Um, what you looking up? I just wanted to look up uh, what FAU did over the weekend. I'll tell you what they did. They blasted Charlotte. Yeah. That's what they did. Because I heard on the Jim Rome show they were talking about the uh, Biff Pogey, his comments about sausage making, and that's what his team, you know, nobody wants to see that. And uh, my team that East Carolina lost to, 10-7. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FAU put up 38. Yeah. So that's – yeah, looking forward to that. Four o'clock next Saturday, twelve o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. By the way, Chandler finally pulled up the score, but that was Got good. It. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> he's, he's good. I, look, I had to walk here, and I need new shoes. Thirty-eight to sixteen was the final score. CL says three tackles for loss. By the way, for a guy like Jaquan McMillan, Chandler throwing a gray wig and B. Rick Smith. Ooh, not a bad idea. Ain't a bad idea at all. <laughs> I miss Coach. I know. Let's see if uh, let's get him on and talk EC football. Mm, yeah, I would love to hear his thoughts. Yeah, yeah. All right, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, maybe we'll get him on. And folks, it is the Sports Equinox. What is that? All four professional sports being played tonight. You've got Monday Night Football. Ready. Ready. at Detroit game three of the World Series tied at one apiece Rangers and Diamondbacks mm-hmm. you've got NBA action including the bust ass Hornets one and one what they lost First it to of all, what was that word I don't know <laughs> what was that no, that's what I was scoffing at bust I don't know I'm trying to think of something I can say Without um, it being too bad. Playing the 0-2 Brooklyn Nets. Looking to go 2-1 and one on the year. Nets are favored by one point. Yeah. So, I can't get the Hornets where I usually watch TV. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. I went in the room and uh, asked my wife if I could watch the end of the game on uh, another TV that we can get it on. She said, sure. They were showing a replay of a Brandon Miller dunk. And then they did not. Then uh, the Pistons went on a 13-0 run, Ooh. and I, that was the only part I watched, and it was brutal. Hornets one and one. Also, the Hurricanes are in action tonight because the NHL is playing. So you got a full slate of hockey. Canes at Flyers tonight. A full slate of NBA, one NFL game, and a World Series game. Sports Equinox all on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. All right, let's take a break. That'll wrap up our Fleet Feet Rundown. They got the one-on-one service just for you. And you can go see them at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. We will take a break. Come back. John Moody said he's going to challenge me to really bring the super store line. We got to finish strong with our Halloween Express live line. 
Superstore. Superstore. Thanks to Halloween Express for their sponsorship throughout October for our live line. We'll take a break, come back, more to go. We'll wrap up hour three. Jason Nickel, or excuse me, I thought we were on the uh, pregame show. We'll wrap up hour two. Jason Nichols joins us hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner, call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Power Radio Live. Chat gang, red hot on a Monday. Please give us a like, if you will. Subscribe. We are with you every weekday here on Pirate Radio Live. We're with you every Saturday or whenever ECU plays during the football season. We'll be with you 11.30 a.m. this week on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the 3.30 kickoff, East Carolina and Tulane. And uh, we are with you after the game, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll recap uh, a call coming up uh, later on. Uh, Jamie says, I hope Chandler did not get Chanaria in San Antonio. I, See what I I'm saying? You read that. We jumped the show. I'm just saying, we've 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 about had enough at this point. You can't believe I read that? Yeah. Why? He was saying well, something nice. He hopes you didn't. Well, yeah. Well, I didn't. Thanks. Yeah, but I don't know. I, Should I not have read that? It? I am. I don't know. It's, it's very clever stuff, guys. Is it? We have a very funny audience. I agree with that. A very quick-witted audience. Sometimes. Sometimes. But I like that that's today's... We, we've had days where, for some reason, it became Andy Griffith Show talk. Today is Chon, <laughs> Chon Pun Day. Eric said, <laughs> all right, that's too close to talking dating. That's a no-no. <laughs> exactly eric thank you thank you that's right that's right thank you for being the hall monitor eric (laughs) i can't believe eric's the guy stop in the name of the law uh irving has a halloween costume suggestion you could dress as a vintage coach logan complete with a clipboard and headphone and long phone cord to be held and moved from your path I like that idea. By a capable intern as you walk from club to club downtown. Do we have one of those? A capable intern? Yes. Will he have to spell anything? Oh, I don't think so. Will he have to show up? Because that would exclude another one of our interns. He would definitely have to. All right. Well, we have one of those here. Hey, we haven't even asked Yoey. 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 Get on the mic, Yoey. What are you going to do for Halloween? Nothing. Why not? I don't celebrate it. 
oh it just wasn't a thing nope. that's right it wasn't a thing you're working at the book the book oh man it's gonna be a rough on a tuesday night, night? Yeah. You're gonna oh, okay. To, you're going to have to body some people out there. I'm about to go see you tomorrow. I don't know, I don't know about old folk doing Halloween costumes and getting crazy. They're probably taking their kids out and stuff. Oh, uh, wait. So it's the Buccaneers, not like downtown. Kids, you know what I'm 10-4. 10-4. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are we we got to get to Jason Nichols soon, but let's ask Joey about his experience yesterday at a football game. How was the bank? It was rocking. It was fun. Uh, was it really rocking? It was. It was fun. Like well, it probably helped that you were celebrating some legends, right? Yeah. Who was honored yesterday? Moose Muhammad Peppers. and Julius Peppers. Moose. I always like Moose. Yeah, Both. It was cool to see their names. They had halftime uh, inductions, little speeches. See their names revealed on the bank. Now I was about to say both hall, both future Hall of Famers, but wait, is Moose? Probably no, Moose. Moose in the Hall of Famer. He was just a really, really good player. Yeah. Not a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of really, really good players. Yeah, he was didn't a, know he had a son playing at Texas A&M right now. What's his name? Ju- mm, Juice. Jr.? I don't know. Okay. But it, it's Moose Sons. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Moose Son. son. Moose's son, Muhammad. Moose's son. <laughs> It is Moose's son. Hey, guys. hey, I got a good one. Moose John Muhammad. Got, okay, I got it. Moose John. Everybody relax. Did you see our buddy Peter Foot? Doesn't he work for the Panthers? He works for him, man. He can't tweet out stuff like this. They're rolling out, I guess. Uh, did you see this? That is a, that's a bad look. Yeah. Am mad. <laughs> that is a bad look. Well, I mean, they said my feelings on the first half. Am mad. That's in the midst of them setting it up. Oh, I know, I know. What were and they spelling? Muhammad. Muhammad. Am mad. That's funny. Uh, how many? How many retweets, likes did he get on that? Because that's pretty good. It should have been a viral thing. That's he got one retweet from me and five likes, and only four hundred seventy-two views. But like, if somebody with a bigger following or more stature, or if you could get one like famous person to retweet this, it felt like something that would blow up. There's four hundred sixty-six people that looked at that and said, "Eh," <laughs> just kept scrolling. Yeah, seemed better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a good look for a Panthers. <coughs> uh, Randolph says today is National Candy Corn Day. Tyler says, sorry, he seems like a whiny punk. Who does? Julius Peppers, Moose and Muhammad, me, Chandler, Joey. Who's the whiny punk? Frank Harris? I would say uh, Frank Harris fits the bill. All right, we need to take a break, but Shirley's not here, so let's keep on talking. Uh, I'll keep. I want. I, I want. Let me gather myself. Okay. I do want to keep on talking because I enjoy talking with you guys, especially these segments that we just get to talk about whatever. Yeah, we'll say something of substance. What was I going to say? <laughs> I mean, he, what 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 did my trainer say? <laughs> he said, "I don't know," but he said he just wanted to keep on talking. <laughs> Uh, how's um, Long John Silver's fantasy team doing? Ah, man, looking to go. Oh, six and two. I wanted to mention Joey, Jamie. Sorry, I wanted to mention Jamie. Uh, you said play Michael Thomas instead of Laporta. If I'd have played Thomas, I would have lost by a fraction of a point. So, I because he had like eight point eight. So I need Laporta to have like nine points tonight, nine point five points or whatever to win. So. 
that's what i need uh, uh, by, by the way tyler apologized to you earlier joey do you accept his apology no he said no joey uh, joey's immature um looking to go 60 uh six and two i have a, what do we need uh well i have the lead uh my oh you got the lead it's yeah, over so it's over who do you got in though um because if I, you got a defense you might want to take them out uh jacoby myers all right I, it would be really difficult for him to get negative points yes so um but here's the thing gotta make a quarterback change oh kirk kirk cousins out yeah. for the year with a torn achilles you need to find you a buddy that's got a good backup because I doubt you're going to get anything good. Who's your other QB on your roster? Uh, Derek Carr, who put up 20. Yeah, he had good numbers yesterday, didn't he? 20, 20.3. Uh, he must have had them all early. Yeah. Um, so. I doubt there's anybody. Is Sam Howe in there? No. Oh, boy. He Ugh. is not. And at quarter, the third quarterback in the wave uh, waiver wire is Desmond Ritter, who I believe's days are done in Atlanta as they've gone to Taylor Heineke. Oh, Heineke. Jay Nick, I'm sorry. Heineke. Man, I forgot Jason was here. I didn't mean I didn't say that just Whoa. because of that. Y'all have won one game and you're trash talking. I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I promise. I promise. But I just want to say Taylor Heineke because he's a former. You didn't commander. say anything bad. I know, but Jason's I just been saying he's about Jason done with did. Ritter Jason, for weeks. Jason went. I was like, uh oh. Jason does not like if you talk about him when he's in the other room. I mentioned something about his food the other day. He's like, You talking about my plate? <laughs> like, nah, man. No, no sir. No, Mr. Nichols. No, 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 no. I didn't say anything. No, no. Let's take a break, Shirley. When we come back, Jason Nichols will join us. We'll talk some pirate football and some NFL and more with the chat gang when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday, Halloween Eve. We are back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top uh, firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville, and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. And did you know that there are thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you do? Well, Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call one. 1-800-DOLL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Still looking for a victory Monday. 
when it comes to pirate football and we'll keep on looking maybe we'll have one next week pirates can pull an upset over two lane i don't think we mentioned this uh sean the line of the game is 17 i believe yes 17, 17. two lane a favorite over east carolina we welcome in former ecu wide receiver and former pirate coach jason nichols who joins us inside the pirate radio studios welcome back jason how you doing man man good glad to be back uh your first place falcons yep lost yesterday yep they had been pretty good defensively yep and i bet there was a lot of fantasy players uh it's called streaming jason like if you don't draft one of the top defenses you kind of just pick your spots and i'll drop this team and i'll add a team next week mm-hmm. i bet a lot of people saw tennessee and their struggles offensively and put in uh atlanta as their fantasy defense yesterday uh, they did not see will levis throwing four touchdowns that was pretty surprising neither did i i mean <laughs> I, I thought for sure that was gonna be a win for the falcons like a rookie coming in making a start he came out there and lit us up yesterday and i love d hop and uh good to see he still got something left he uh had a big one yeah. three touchdowns yesterday that's a pretty good day trifecta not bad at all so the falcons though still on top tied with new orleans at four and four the bucks are three and four and now chandler you're and you should be happy sometimes you get on me you've gotten on me before about not being happy about a win what are you doing you watching Musin Muhammad highlights during the show? Shuba Hubbard scored a touchdown and did his famous ah uh, between the legs. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but the I Panthers the game yesterday. Panthers are one and like they could be in the mix if they could be competent. Yeah, and we're still in the mix, baby. I don't know if you're <laughs> nah, in any I kind of I want to say all that, uh, but, but did get a win. Got a win, and uh, I did see earlier that uh, Jamie, you know, said, "Hey, congratulations on the win. Thanks for beating our rival." I had a buddy of mine who's a Titans fan also thank me yesterday. Titans got it done against the Falcons. Thank you, Titans. But man, Jamie, I need the Colts to beat the Saints. Yeah. Couldn't do that. The the Minshew man, I'm telling it's just like I mentioned off the air with Jason that I like Heineke. He is a great locker room guy. He's fun. He's gunslinger, but he's kind of on the bad side of gunslinger where he'll throw you one. He had a fourth quarter interception like every week last year. It was frustrating, but I like the guy. Um, but Minshew's that same way. Like as a backup, we were for saying a spark, that a few weeks ago. he's a perfect guy to have on the team. If you're relying on him as a starter, there's a reason why other teams aren't knocking down your door to get him to be your starter. There are guys that are good backups, right, Jason? No doubt. And experienced guys. Yeah. One of the first games he started, we were like, oh, no, they're going to lose. People were like, why? It's because he's not coming off the bench. <laughs> yeah. He's starting the game. If you can find anybody else to start, to start I mean, and then bring in Minshew, yeah. you're, you're, game over. you're doing all right. Um, I want to play something, Shirley, from the fifth quarter the other night. Jason, you mentioned it. It kind of turned into the NIL show and the yes. portal show. We didn't talk too much about the game and the plays. <laughs> uh, it, it really became a big picture type of uh, show. And this is a clip of Bobby in West Palm Beach. Bobby. Shout out Bobby. Who's what? He's uh, My friends dad's with your college dad. uh, roommate. Yeah. Mm. And uh, has called in for years. Mm-hmm. Before we knew who you were, Bobby yeah. was calling in. He's been a pirate radio guy a long time, and we appreciate his calls. And then uh, Billy Weaver's response to it. But this is kind of a taste of what this part of the show became on Saturday night after ECU's loss to UTSA. 317-1250, we go down to West Palm Beach and talk to Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, good evening, guys. Um, hey, I want to touch a little bit on the, the NIL. I mean, kind of the season is, you know, what the season is. We all kind of seem to be watching the same thing every week. 
But, you know, I think when it comes to NIL, collectives, transfer portals, you know, there is not going to be some, um, you know, mega booster or series of mega boosters or corporations that are coming and save the day for us. Yeah, we might get a one-time donation and somebody's going to help, you know, the collective or, as we see, help, you know, fund a, a baseball stadium improvement or, a, you know, a football stadium improvement, whatever the case may be. You know, this is going to have to be old-school pirate nation, you, me, our neighbors, alumni. I give $50 a month to that collective, and that's not a lot of money. But you know what? 50 bucks a month is 600 bucks a year, and you get a few thousand people like me, and there's a, there's people giving more than me, I know. But all of a sudden, we've got 2 or $3 million. You know, and I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, not me. You know, somebody else has got to give the money. You know, if we're going to win, we're going to be successful, we're going to compete in this new era. It's going to take guys like us, you know, the average Joe walking down the street with an ECU diploma, you know, making a pretty decent living. Got to find 50, 60, 100 bucks a month in addition to whatever we're doing for Pirate Club and season tickets if we're going to be successful in this new era. And it's not, you know, um, pushing the buck, you know, alligator arms when the check comes. We all got to contribute. We all can get on here and complain. But the solution is not the Pirate Club doesn't call me, the Boneyard Collective doesn't call me, my alumni don't call me. Get up, get your ass on the phone, on the email, on the computer. Be proactive and quit blaming everybody else. You know, I don't want to hear about Carolina anymore, State anymore, SMU. I've been to SMU. They got a handful of big boosters. Hey, that's great. They can't get 25,000 people in the stadium. You know, that's not going to be a problem for them anymore, moving forward probably. But they don't hold a candle to what Pirate Nation brings. And we're all just going to have to freaking cinch up our pants, dig it a little bit deeper in our pockets for 50 bucks a month, 75 bucks a month, and next thing you know, we'll have three, four million dollars. But the only people going to make it happen is us, not Johnny Booster. That's going to drop in a million dollars one time. It's going to take all of us getting together, making it happen. No excuses. The landscape has changed. It ain't going back like Jason and Mark said earlier. So just get ready, go do it, and let's all win together and quit blaming everybody else and looking around the corner for somebody else to save the day. I'm out. Bobby's out. Well, I agree. Rack them. I agree with Bobby on most of those points, except for the one to where it's on the donor to get off their butt and go knock down and break down the door of the university or call them and say, please, university, take my money. Please, university, take my money. It doesn't work that way. When I worked at WITN, we did a telethon every year for Children's Miracle Network. And over three days during the weekend, we raised over a million dollars. We did not go on TV and ask or we didn't just say, "Okay, we're going to sit up here and we're not going to do anything. You didn't tell anybody. uh, We're not going to tell you what we're doing. going to tell you what we're doing. We're just going to sit up here on the air and we're not going to say a thing, but we're going to expect you to call in and give us your money. No, we constantly asked for that money. We made pledges for, we said, please, we called people we knew. You have got to go out and market yourself and you have got to go out and you have got to ask for that money because money's hard to come by. Now, you know, these people that are saying, you know, I'm, I'm giving $50 a month and that's not a whole lot. Let me tell you what, in this day and age, it is a whole lot. When grocery bills are high, when gasoline is high, when wages aren't going up, money is hard to come by. And if you want somebody's money, you dang on better call them and ask for it because nobody's going to come up off any extra cash just because they feel like it. 
that doesn't work. The university has to make sure they go out there and they have got to hit the pavement, period. A taste of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show from Saturday night and, and, and both good points. I mean, if you've got money to give, and then go give it, but somebody has got to be there on ECU side trying to uncover every rock, you know, and, and find the donor whether it be the the smallest of the small or the largest of the large i was seeing uh i was at tiebreakers the night after ecu lost to charlotte and i remember there was probably around thirty five thousand people at that game it was homecoming there was a great crowd pirates were one and six to see that crowd was awesome and i was i saw a pirate fan at tiebreakers that night and he got to talking about nil and he said hey man he said if you put a box at every <laughs> gate that surrounds Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. If you had a box and just everybody just dropped twenty dollars in the box, then you times that by what thirty five thousand times twenty. That's like seven hundred thousand dollars right there. So I, I kind of you know it just it doesn't. People must think that it, it, they have to go all in on the donation. I mean, just a, a little bit yeah. with a lot of people can build up to something special. I have so, I'm so jaded and bitter and watch so many crime shows and see so many stories. All I can think of is that box getting stolen during the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's where I'm at in the world these that days. That was just a... But I understand. I understand. Um, Jason, it's... a. Uh, Again, Bobby's right and Billy's right, I think. Hey, don't don't wait for it. Go give. But there's got to be somebody asking for it, especially in these times when there's so many different pots to put it in. Pirate Club, uh, funding a practice facility, NIL. Like the, the, the pot, you keep getting spread more thin and thin uh, as we go along. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think, you know, like, like they're saying, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to correlate now to you winning. I mean, I hate to say it, but the more money you raise, the the uh, more you're giving out in your NIL um, stance. I mean, it's it's, it's going to correlate to wins. I mean, that's just what it's, what it's come down to. There is still a teaching and coaching and recruiting aspect to it, though, because the, the big boys, that ship has sailed. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to catch them. We can we can beat App State and Marshall and Charlotte sure. and Rice. Sure. So there's different playing fields, and, sure. and we're on a playing field with with those guys, our conference mates. No, no doubt, no doubt. But um, and and I'm probably I'm not even looking at like the App State or Marshalls because they're still not in our league. I mean, I, I'm talking about the Memphis and Tulane's right. and yeah. you know those guys that we got to go compete against in this league to to be champs. I mean. Um, it, yes, it still comes down to developing players once you get them here. But even to get, have the chance now to get them here, you got to probably pay them to get them here. So uh, the better quality guy you bring in here, um, the better quality coach you're going to have, too, because they're going to make all that other stuff work for you. Scott said something that people have been saying for decades now. Need Vince McMahon uh, for an NIL deal. Man. Need Mr. Beast. Need Sandra Bullock. Need somebody. We need <laughs> a saber. Well, that's like we're sitting over here. I'm looking at, uh, <coughs> I was looking at my phone. I told Joey, I said, uh, you know, Arthur Smith there, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I said, uh, this is why he takes a lot of chances when he's coaching in football games. And the reason why is because his family's worth $6 billion. Financially, he ain't worried. <laughs> he's not worried. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, that's a big donor over there at Memphis. It's FedEx. So, 
very good point uh you when you got that kind of safety net to fall on maybe he'll go for it on fourth down when another coach would fourth down is not as you're not as tight (laughs) (laughs) uh jamie had a good point he said i give money but i do want to know what it's being spent on what sports what for and i I think that's what a lot of people think i think you can direct that where you want it but that's got to be clear from the school side and the, mm-hmm. the donor side but again there are so many pots now people want to know where their money is going and what it's being spent on yes and i heard something the other day i don't know how like you know in the past you used to be able to give to the pirate club and i think it was tax deductible right mm-hmm. they changed those rules a couple few years ago correct am i understanding that correctly um i'm not sure about the pirate club i have read that you know they are working on tax deductible stuff for, for the nil, NIL. Yeah. that's and that that becomes the way now to fund everything take it through the nil yeah. you know and so there's ways to i guess to manipulate it to get what we need we just got to make sure we're just as competitive uh in that aspect because no matter how well you are how good you are as a coach you know you're only as good as the players that you can bring in and to be able to bring in the the caliber players that we want to you got to make sure that we're able to offer them a competitive whatever you know um it's the day and age that we're living in right now yeah and i mean jason how many calls did we get the other night about the nil (sighs) we have one and then the dominoes started falling and that's what people wanted to talk about unfortunately a lot of it was complaining and that's fine like i get it people i don't i don't love it either i do think that uh, my thing was you could put a number two jersey in ube and it's number two because justin hardy was good here uh and people go by or a 17 or a, a, a notable number like eh, it feels like that guy should get a little little cut of that right yeah. that is what it is that it's it's very core and that's great but that is not what this is no you this know. is this is basically the team that somebody said saturday smu got put on the death sentence for you know paying players we've just now don't think that it hasn't been going on it's, it's been going on it's just now it's legally you can do it and and all that good stuff the sec is notorious um with, with that but um it's just a it's a the state that we're in right and now. that's what i was gonna say like we got a lot of calls complaining about it and everything you, you right now you just kind of got to deal with it or there's not there's a lot of people that that aren't going to deal with it and just move on and and find something else to do on their saturdays me personally i'm still entertained by football and i i kind of look at it that way i don't when i'm watching on saturdays i don't think about what they made on their test on thursday honestly yeah i mean to me it looks like pro football now yeah. it feels like that it's promoted as that uh, now the guys are being paid like that some of them so to me i'm watching pro football on saturdays and sundays at this point <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how i feel about it well definitely when you start you know digging deep into this whole nil thing where guys are signing and who's signing the top classes and what they're playing paying players and all that good stuff i mean it is i mean it's just basically uh pro football without all the legislation or the rules that they have in the nfl like you know uh, a rookie uh salary minimum in your first few years in the league you know it used to be crazy that a rookie would come in and make more than you know a veteran but the nfl put a stop to that right you know and said no yeah and and we was talking uh 
I think it was Bailey and Medor earlier today talking about jealousy and and were you coaching during this? Yeah, yeah, coached last year. But Ar- what is Army's NIL? There is no NIL, right? Yeah, we give you a gun and some boots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like player jealousy and stuff like that, Jason. Like, is that a factor with this at all? You think? I mean, you know what? It's always going to be jealousy because you're talking about immature kids that's getting this money, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's it, you know just. With my kids, if I give this one something, oh, then man. my other kid I, has to have it yep. too, right? I mean, it's just kids at that age. So uh, that, that's a whole nother issue that you got to probably navigate in, in this thing. And um, it, I mean, it's it's a lot of, I'm going to be honest, I don't like it as a coach. I really don't. Um, but I get it. I, I get why it, it is what it is. But uh, it's so, it's, it's so, so much to go along with this it's not enough rules to to make it fair or make it right or whatever chad i i've said this you're exactly right he said nio went from zero to a hundred and there's not enough regulations i feel like college football stayed the same now there were some small changes they uh, man before you were uh, around chandler they used to not they used to play bowl games and then pick a champion i didn't have a championship can you believe that, son? What? We would huddle around the radio and listen to the Orange Bowl. And, Please tell uh, me more. Uh, but then they came up with the BCS. Then they came up with the playoff. Uh, they made changes like that. But it almost feels like, Jason, with the NIL and the portal, it went from no college football changes for 40 years to 40 years worth of changes in one year. Almost. Well, th- there was there was a little bit of change in between then, too. It was called cost of attendance. Correct. Yeah, that is, you're right. You don't even hear that anymore, no, right? you're right. I forgot about it. Side, but cost of attendance was a deal, trying to play catch up to cost of attendance. Correct. Uh, that was a way to pay the players. Because um, back when we were here, there was no cost of attendance. You just got your scholarship check. So, um, so yeah, there, there, there was a little bit of leeway there. And then the, the whole transferring opportunity. You know, back in the day, it was you could only transfer down or you had to sit out a year. Yeah. And then now they got it to where they could transfer and one-time transfer and all that good stuff. So it's just, we, we've just opened up the can. And here we are, and we would still be talking about this, uh, but we would not be talking about this as much if we would have beat Marshall and beat Charlotte and beat Rice and, and beat those teams, and you got four or five wins right now. We would not be talking about this as much. No. No, you wouldn't. But, you know, because you'll be on a whole nother level. And, you know, at that point, you're 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 probably pushing more uh, things if, if you're sitting in, in Coach Houston's seat to help, you know, really take the program to another level um, with the indoor and all that type of stuff. But, you know, I, I tell I, I always knew this as a coach. You became a better coach through losing, believe it or not than what you did through winning because when you lose you had to look at everything like are we you know are we lining up wrong are we stretching wrong are we you know it's, it's everything you you look at it through a microscope when you're losing whereas sometimes when you win you can overlook those little details because guess what we won the game and mike houston has not done a lot of losing uh jason this is uh this is a learning experience for him, you would think. So at Lenore Ryan, seven and three, nine and three, thirteen and two. At the Citadel, five and seven, nine and four. James Madison, fourteen and one, fourteen and one, nine and four. Um, so tremendous win loss records coming into ECU. Couple, couple of uh, losing seasons to start: four and eight, three and six at East Carolina. Then goes seven and five, eight and five. Now he's one and seven. So he's had two losing seasons here. 
and had one at the citadel and that's it for his career so i'm interested to see what he learns from this when it was what you were just talking about there how you can learn from these losses i'm sure he's putting together you know things that he's experienced here to say man you know we, you know we'll do this differently next time you know uh, and i'm sure they're still learning now um but i just knew as a coach man you sit in there and you, you everything mattered when you're going through a struggle like this because you're trying to find a way to right the ship and it's how you practice, when you practice, what you practice, you know, um, your individual drills. Are we doing the right things? Are we stressing the right, uh, you know, um, concepts and all that good stuff to, to the players? So it is a it is a, uh, a, a deep dive and it's a look in the mirror. I mean, it's a moment where you got to look in the mirror and and, and take, the, take it on the chin and move forward. Good stuff. Jason Nichols joining us. Chan man here. Shirley. Joey still here? he's here what's up joey let's take a break we'll come back more to go pirate radio live we'll uh, have a giveaway for you coming up next uh segment where we'll open up the halloween express live line last call for your halloween express costume you can head over there right next to target greenville's premier halloween superstore halloween express get shopping today because halloween is tomorrow more to go pirate radio live after this we got a brand new game and it's called the bird You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services Excuse me, to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every, every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway, too. That starts at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at Dub Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your clip. Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Shirley's Dolphins a winner yesterday. Joey and Chons. Go ahead and say it. Panthers. Yeah. Winners yesterday. Jason's Falcons lose. My commanders lose to the Eagles. Uh, did Tough you fight? Did you see uh, Colorado lost to UCLA and lost some jewelry in the process? I saw that. Uh, the players uh, saying that some of their jewelry was stolen during the game. And uh, even Chip Kelly, the UCLA head coach, said that's awful for anybody. You would think when you go anywhere, your valuables are safe, end quote. I think moving forward, maybe leave the jewelry at home during a game. Yep. That would be the first thing I would do to avoid this. Or they can be like Shadur and have it on his wrist. <laughs> Wear it <laughs> Wear during it. the game. Could do that. Um, <clears throat> is Colorado going bowling? They need two what, more wins. What are we at right now? Yeah, four what, and four. What's their schedule? Let's see what we got. What they have left? 
uh, because they started three and zero with three big wins and then hit the meat of that schedule. All right, so the Buffs have ooh Oregon State at home this week. That's going to be tough because Oregon State's coming off a loss to Arizona. After that, they have Arizona, who all of a sudden looks like a really good team. After that, at Washington State, who's been top 25 all year. After that, at Utah. Mm. I'm going to say no bowl. No bowl. For prime. Five and seven. And really, they can only blame themselves at this point, losing to Stanford. And Oh, they did win that Arizona State game. That's right. But losing to Stanford, you got to win that one. Being up 29 to nothing at halftime, yeah, yeah. went out. And pretty much everything else, you can just say we are in uh, the toughest league in the country just about because yeah. they've played a brutal schedule outside of that. And if you got Stanford, you got five wins. Now you just you just got to find one more. Just get that one, and it's going to be tough. They're going to be underdogs, I would assume, the rest of the way uh, for Colorado. Uh, let's see. Big upsets this weekend. Uh, Oklahoma going down to the Jayhawks chair, mm-hmm. man. How about that? Yeah. Boomer Sooner. And they... Too Sooner. uh, Too Sooner. That's right. So, now, Georgia got by Florida easily. Ohio State, we watched some of that during the fifth quarter. Kind of an ugly game, but they were able to score a couple touchdowns in the second half. They beat Wisconsin. Florida State all over Wake. Washington's getting a little shaky, aren't they? Yeah. Messed around with Stanford, 142-33. I'm jumping the gun here, but you'll get down the list. But uh, there was a huge loss in the ACC, and now they're quarterbacks. They're talking North about the Carolina quarterback. Georgia Tech. Not going to play the rest of the year. That was wild. I watched that one. Georgia Tech uh, did not score in the first or third quarter, and they scored 46 points. Mm. They put up 24 in the second quarter and 22 when it mattered at the end and were able to get a couple stops and get the win. And all of a sudden, Georgia Tech's 4-4. Four and four. Wow. What were you saying about Drake May? I, I saw some things on, on social media. I believe ESPN might have posted out saying that, you know, the speculation is that Drake May will sit out the rest of the year. Oh, do the shutdown. Yeah. Thing. You don't like that, do you, Jason? No. No. Not at all. Go play. Yeah. I mean, God, I, you know, that's, that's, but see, that's where we are now. We, we, we encourage some of that stuff. And I mean, <laughs> Do you keep him around? I mean, like to me, if he if he quits, well, then don't even come around. You know, there's no need to be around the team. But you want him when he gets that NFL contract to well, pay you some money. You, so you, you gotta do. <laughs> you do. See, there, there you go. We well, back to the money. Back to the money. But you couldn't imagine sitting out a bowl game when you played, right? Man, no. I mean, that was what you worked and but you wanted to play. Yeah, but you you wanted to. I do feel like bowls aren't what they were. I mean, you were never in the GoDaddy.com. You know, Popeyes, Bahamas. No, but you know what you get when you go any of those bowl games. You get the the money, the traveling money that they have to pay you or whatnot. Swag you get bags. Their swag <laughs> bags. Now it wasn't as swag as what they got now, but yeah. they, you know, you get all the the perks of, of going there, and, and and so it was a big deal to go to a bowl game. Uh, I will say, I, I get it though. If you are in a you I, you don't like any of this talk, Jason, but like lower tier bowl game. And you are a top five pick coming up. I understand that part of it. I really do. You know what? You're talking top five, top ten. Yeah. I, and That's you decide different. not to go to a bowl game. 
I, you know, maybe. You, you know, still don't like it, but. Well, man, I'm, you got to be a team guy, man. I, I, I've always yeah. been a right. team guy, yeah. you know, and, and nowadays it's not about the team. It's really still about the individual. Absolutely. Right. And and that's, that was the worst thing about my experience being in a, in a professional uh, on a professional team is I'm going to just tell you, man, that was the most unteam like situation I had ever been in. Because guys next to you come and go all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then they rush into that and they realize that the best thing they had was when they were with their boys in college. Right. And all that good stuff. Yeah. Especially that's right. now that you can get paid. Yeah. I mean, that's why we see a lot of guys. Uh, we say this for college basketball. It's it's good for college basketball because guys will stick around another year like Baycott at North Carolina and some of those guys that, hey, will actually get to know the roster a little bit if you can keep them around. Uh, Jerry says my Oilers won yesterday. You liked them unis, didn't you, Chandler? Yeah, those were nice. And I also liked the Seahawks ones. I like. So what did the uh, Titans do with their field to make it look AstroTurf like that? That did you notice that? It too? is AstroTurf. It is AstroTurf. They, 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 they went to AstroTurf. Astro, this is their yeah. first year with AstroTurf. Okay, <laughs> but it's still is that how it looks every week though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now I, they did the inside of the stadium. They put some wrappings that look like the old okay. uh, Houston Oilers, yeah. you know, emblems and stuff. Yeah, the <coughs> Nissan Stadium went to AstroTurf this year, which you're seeing a lot of stadiums do that. The Panthers did it uh, a few weeks, uh, a few years ago. Um, but players don't like it. I've seen a lot yeah, of complaints it, about it. It'll, it. I think it's going to go back to, to natural grass. turf. Yeah. How often did you play on uh, turf when you played, Jason? Going around too much, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you had some. I know when we played Temple, that was like real turf. It oh, was, was that like, like Veteran Stadium? Yes. Yeah. And then we had uh, Syracuse. Yeah. That was the, you know, whatever they call that up there. The, the, what is that? The dome? It was the carrier dome. The carrier now dome. it's got another now it's name. Now it's something else. Yeah. So that was turf. So we had a few um, that we played on, but most of the time it was grass. I've heard Michael Irvin and all the others talk about Veteran Stadium, and they said that was not a pretty fall when you fall on that mess. Man, I tell you what, uh, that was the game you made sure you wore all sleeves and you wore your socks, the high socks and stuff, because you would fall on that paint, that paint in the end zones and stuff. Man, it was as hard as concrete. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, skinned all hard. up and everything. <laughs> yes, sir. Jason Nichols joining us here in the Pirate Radio studio. Shirley, let's uh, make somebody a winner here on a Monday. What a way to start your week with a win here away, on Pirate Radio away, Live. Give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wow, Pirate Radio, kind of is awesome. All right, Jerry with a stat to consider. Teams with throwbacks were 3-0 and yesterday. Titans. Oh, that means the Bucks won. Did they wear the cream sickle? I think they won the, wore the cream sickle. I don't remember the Bucks even playing yesterday. I don't either. They didn't. They played on Thursday night. Okay. Uh, the Seahawks were one that won, so that's two. Who else are we missing, Jerry? Saints, Dolphins, Jets? No. Jags? No. Who's the other team? Broncos? No. Ravens? No. Boom. I can't find that third team. Let us know, Jerry, who we're missing. Uh, 317-1250, what are we giving away, Shirley? How about a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's? All right, Chico's on the line for caller number four. Caller four, 317-1250. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Bill Carroll of Winterville picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hi. Um, the other team with the throwbacks was Miami, according to Jerry. And I gotta be honest, sometimes they look very similar to what they wear now, but there is a difference. I feel like the old ones are a little greener, where the new ones are a little bluer. And Jerry's asking, what logo do you like more, the old or the new Shirley? And I had to look at it. One of the big differences with the old one is the dolphin is wearing a helmet, which is cool. Like yeah. The one on your hat. Does not have one. I still think the dolphin's logo, like the new one is cool, like the one Shirley's wearing right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, you know, I mean, there's not much difference to the yeah. throwbacks compared to what they're wearing now. Maybe the teal's a tad darker. I think that's the difference, yeah. Um, but other than that, I you know it's still a, the classic Dolphins, you know uniform for me. I mean, I do like the throwbacks. I mean, I always get excited when the creamsicle you know uniforms pop up, just because it reminds me just how sucky the Bucks are. Because um, they even were, and then the Seahawks broke out the Blues yesterday, and a lot of people like them. That reminds me of bad Seahawks teams. Yeah, like they didn't get good until. Sean Alexander and those Hasselback teams and everything started wearing the dark blue uniforms. Now, I did appreciate the Titans going back to the Oilers uniforms. I yeah. thought those were cool because, you know, I grew up watching Warren Moon play for Houston. So, I, I really, you know, Jerry Glanville was the coach at one point at with Houston. So, I it kind of harkened back to my childhood. And I thought, yeah, those are cool, you know. So, having them, you know, pop up every once in a while. The ones I don't like, just because they are just hideous to look at, is the Steelers one. The throwback one when that looks like a bunch of bumblebees. Yeah. I can't, I just, my eyes can't handle those uniforms. The Packers them break on TV. out some brown and dark blue ones every now and then that are, they, they yeah, like those go are way, weird. way, way back. They're weird, but they yeah. don't bother me as much as, and, and I guess maybe it's because there's so many, I mean, they look like a combination of prison uniforms and bumblebees. <laughs> and it's just, it's very taxing on my eyes. The new Dolphins have Waddle and Hill. The old Dolphins, Chandler, had the Marx Brothers. You know what I'm talking about? Mark Clayton and Mark Duper. Yeah, well, yeah. Were Dan Marino's targets. Receivers. That was almost before my time, but I do remember them. I'm sure I've asked you this, Jason. Who were your favorite players when you were a kid? Football players. So were you a Falcons fan as a kid? No, I grew up in Florida, actually. So I was Miami, Tampa type fan. And then just when we moved to Atlanta, I kind of gravitated over to the Falcons. Was that Dion era? Yeah. Yeah. MC Hammer? MC Hammer. Uh, <laughs> what was uh, my man uh, that, that was with TLC? That, that oh, Andre Rising. Andre Rising. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> he was with Left Eye, Left I believe. Eye. She burned his house, house down. burned now. up. Yeah, that won't get uh, Did you? Who were your favorite receivers when you were growing up? Well, um, like you say, that that Duper Clayton matchup was when I was younger that I really you know liked those guys. But uh, 
I'm gonna be honest. I was more of a co- I'm more of a college guy than yeah. I've ever been in NFL. You know, just college just seems the the rivalry and all that stuff yeah. is a lot lot better. And and we still have that. But are you one of these? Uh, grumpy old men with what college has become, or can you still enjoy it? No, I can still enjoy yeah. it. You know, as long as the the, you know, it's it's definitely it's changed with all the new you know alignments and teams that don't play each other anymore. But uh, I I still enjoy it. I just think the college is is just more exciting to me sometimes. And really, the I mean, credit to the fans. The fans are a huge part of it. Packing those stadiums, you see those uniforms that you've seen since you were a kid. The bands like. That stuff matters. We don't know. We we dive into it and know the players and talk Heisman and all that. But at the end of the day, if I like the other night when we went home, I turned on Arizona and Oregon State, and it was a good game. Yeah. And I knew DJ, uh, the quarterback, mm-hmm. but I didn't know any other players on the field. But I enjoyed it for what it was. Well, see, the reason why I I didn't like the NFL because I'm gonna be honest with you. Probably until Brady and the Patriots started truly winning and getting into more spread concepts. NFL football was so boring. Yeah, everybody was twenty-one personnel. Run a have a fullback. Run ISO and play action. Throw it deep, and then you know the Patriots started expanding this thing, and now NFL has become just as exciting as college as far as you know the different formation. You know they can only do so much with with formations, but just the personnel, the plays, and all that good stuff. If I had to choose one, I'd probably go NFL Sunday over college football Saturday. But I heard this debate on a show, and the reason uh, I think it was Brandon Walker with uh, with Barstool, but he said I'll take college football because. At noon, you'll see an option offense. At three thirty, you'll see a spread. At seven, you'll see a pro, you know, iPhone, whatever. Uh, you see these different things. Whereas the NFL, I agree, it's, it's different now. But a lot of times, you'll kind of see the same stuff. Well, remember that one day we we talked about it. There were two teams that ran the same play to score off of when yeah. they had this the the fake little reverse throw it to the tight end as he leaked down the sideline yep. two of the same teams put that in and and we saw it in the same weekend and that used to be all of like NFL everything was the same I mean it was like how boring can it be to even when the Dallas Cowboys was was winning with Emmett Smith and all those guys it wasn't exciting football yeah. well that's I mean a lot of people a lot of kids like the Dolphins a because of the colors and the logo but they were slinging it with Marino yeah. uh, Jamie just brought up the greatest show on turf uh, show they on were turf. fun to watch yeah, different with Tory Holt and yeah. Isaac Bruce and of course when you throw Marshall Falk in there and all that uh, you, you, so yeah and, and we have seen it evolve now and it's uh, it's all the way down to the high school ranks right Yeah, I mean you go to a high school game you, you go to the right team you'll see them throwing it 40 times a game yeah you know, and that's that's the beauty uh, of the game. I mean, pe- everybody's influenced by something. You know, there's nothing original in in any aspect of it. You you steal things from other people and incorporate it to make you better. So, Jerry says the run and shoot with Warren Moon and the Oilers were groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, go with the the K gun with Jim Kelly and Andre Reid and then uh, so. But that used to be like one team. Exactly. That. That's I, why I, we remember. That's it. why we remember. We remember. Yeah. But now you got. You, I mean, think about it. You got. Got the, you got the uh, Dolphins who's lighting everything up. Kansas City lights everything up. Philly does a great job. I mean, you have a lot more creativity now in yeah. the NFL game than what you used to have where it was one, you know, this team did it or that team did it. And then, but recently it did catch on when the Patriots started winning. People
people was like, well, hold on. Maybe that's when I started talking about the time of possession and stuff. <laughs> Went out the window because yeah. people were saying, no, we got to score points. Jason Nichols joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, y'all had any fun offenses? Y'all are weird because y'all had Cam and like nothing around them. That 2015, that was the weird year. I mean, 2015 was such a fun year putting up points. The defense was one of the best um, in the NFL besides that Broncos defense that torched us in the Super Bowl. But you're right. Cam Newton did not. I mean, before that season started, our top target, Kelvin Benjamin, went down. And you're thinking, oh, no, who's he going to throw to? Well, you had Philly Brown. You had Ted Ginn Jr., who was at the tail end of his career. Devin Funches was probably one of your best guys, that receiver, who's now, I don't even know if he's in the league. He ended his time in the league at tight end. And he still scored like 30 points a game, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so uh, that was fun. And I, But obviously when Christian McCaffrey got here, yeah. and I would say the, the year probably 2018 where we went like 11-5, and five, it was either 2017 or 2018 we went 11-5, and five, and you had McCaffrey, you had Greg Olson, uh, Curtis Samuel was on that team. We were doing some crazy stuff with him, and and Cam was still at his point where he was playing like Cam Newton. That's before he got hurt. So, uh, I'll take a break, Eric. You are you're so dumb, and I mean that as a compliment. I love the way your brain works. He said pre NFL Kurt Warner would be screwed these days. Those dang self checkouts have ruined everything. <laughs> He wouldn't even have got a job at the grocery store to to, to parlay that into a Hall of Fame career. Uh, Eric. I, I'm sure there would have been some other adversity he would have had to do. Oh, man. That's good. He said, I guess he could still bag at Harris Teeter or Trader Joe's. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, and wrap it up after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 511 points and closed out at 32,928. The NASDAQ was up 146 at 12,789. The S&P was up 49 points at 4166 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now back to the show. Alright, Shirley. Joey, great job today. Chandler, I just showed uh, Lions Raiders coming up tonight. They showed a sign outside of Ford Field and it said all grit and it reminded me ECU Basketball put out a post the other day and use the hashtag Greenville Grit. Ooh. We're going to have to roll with that this I year. I like that. Get gritty. Jason, thanks for hanging out with us, man. We'll talk to you again Saturday yes, on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll kick off at 1130. We'll see you at 1230. 1230. Sound about right? Yep. Good deal. We'll talk to Jason then and talk to you folks tomorrow, Tuesday, 3 o'clock, on a Halloween edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, Jay Nick, the crew, Joey, I'm Clip Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.